Ryan Noonan is playing on the radio, baby. What do you do? I'm a communicator. Must be a new kind of thing. I want to thank Brian Noonan for going on. Holy s***! Brian's back! Welcome, glad you're with me, Brian Noonan, 720 WGN. Oh my goodness, we are here till 1 a.m. Big show planned for tonight. Always more fun when you get involved. 312-981-7200. That's the number when you call in. You'll be talking to Ashley. See, she is the executive producer of the big broadcast tonight. If you are nice to her, you get to me. That's how it works. Uh, that number also... Coincidentally, the text number. You can text me, sure. Will I Will I read it? Who knows? Um, and uh, so do that. You can text. You can call. You want to stay up on uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter. It's Brian Noonan Show. That's how you stay up to date with everything that we're doing here. Uh, my thanks to Dave Plyer for having me in. That was fun to talk to Roger and uh, Dave Schwan. So uh, we did that. And I will be doing, as Dave mentioned, I will be doing Dave's show tomorrow night uh, or Sunday morning, whichever way you like to uh, look at the clock. So there's your programming update. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to be talking to uh, Chef Jill Dadinsky. She's from Goddess and Grocer. We're going to start previewing. I know it's only November 1st. But it's time to start thinking about Thanksgiving. So we are uh, we're going to talk to her about Thanksgiving. We'll talk about the real ID situation. You know that's uh, that's changing. You're going to need a real ID if you want to do anything, not just a driver's license. No, no, uh, and it's it seems ridiculous. And then uh, oh, I've got a bow tie theater review tonight. I, I was at the theater again this week, and I got to see a Latin history for morons, uh, written and performed by John Leguizamo. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. Uh, America, finally, after uh, you know being told we need to be great again, we have become great again in an arena that you probably didn't even know we were trying to become great again, and yet we are. So a lot of things to get to, but uh, this is nice. Ashley, we haven't worked together in a while. How are you? Everything good? Doing well, doing well. You all right? Same old, same old. Did you, you have a good Halloween? I did. I had a, a really fun Halloween. I dressed up. I saw, this is why I, <laughs> I saw you uh, You dressed as um, a hill person. Yeah. And not a whore, not one of the hills have eyes horror hill person. You dress like a kind of a, I don't know how to say it by being politically, like a country bumpkin, a, a redneck. Country bump, that's a great way to put it. And uh, yes, I was Cletus and my boyfriend was Scooter. And uh, our backstory was that we were brothers that owned an automotive <laughs> repair shop. And uh, Scooter accidentally killed somebody and we were hiding out at a party. That was our backstory. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I've been celebrating Halloween for a lot longer than you. Uh, I've never had a backstory. Oh, that we is, planned it that out. Is, yeah, this is, <laughs> you put a lot of thought into that. With the ba- so a backstory for two uh, two characters that you've created. Now, will these characters come up in perhaps a sketch show or something down the road? Is they that, could. Uh, sure. It's, they well, could. Yeah, no, they've got a, they've got a fu- they're fully thought out. They're fully realized. This was not just, well, I'm going to put on some fake teeth and some overalls and go to a party. That's oh, yeah, not- we went all out. All right, well, congratulations. <laughs> That's fun. Now, was this last night, the party? Yeah, this was last An night. An actual Halloween day halloween party it was it wow. was a struggle though because you know you got work night yeah, people got to work so yeah. we just had a fun time we played some cards we all dressed up that's had a nice good time. yeah see i had uh, i didn't dress up this year last what? year well what am i gonna do? Well, dress up to scare the kids when they come to the door i'm you know but that's the best part 
No, this I didn't. First of all, I didn't think any kids were going to come yesterday because I don't know if you were around yesterday. Uh, the weather was awful. It there was, were about five trick or treaters that came to the house that we. That's it. Yeah, uh, like five groups and probably seven total kids. Okay, it was tough. We had a lot of candy. We had a lot of kids actually come. Oh wow! Yeah, but, well, I was. I mentioned this before a couple times. We moved to a neighborhood that's right near a chocolate factory. I'm literally at the end of my block is the Mars Chocolate Factory. Oh, wow. And so uh, they do a thing where they allow you to trick-or-treat at the chocolate factory. So for three hours, they have all these tables set up, and people line up. It was literally a five-block line of people trying to get the free candy. Because you go up, and they just basically fill your bag with fun-sized bars. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So even though at 3 o'clock when they started, the snow was coming down like it's mid-February, there were still people lined up. And so at first, those people were just getting their candy and scurrying back to their cars. Uh, But then as the snow tapered down, we would get the overflow from the... Once people got their factory candy, then they came into the neighborhood and they started knocking on doors. And so we we ended up getting a lot of kids, which was fun. Um, and so we're giving out candy. Well, you know, city houses are fairly close together. So we, you know, uh, we live next to a bungalow and their door, their front door is just right next to our front door, basically, because our door's on the side of the house. And they put a huge sign up on their door, no Halloween candy. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I was like, huh. That's it. Now I know. Before you get all, you know, before you get all crazy and start sending me angry <laughs> letters, I know there's uh, there's some uh, religious groups that do not celebrate Halloween. So I don't know if that's the case with my neighbors because they're very nice people. But you know, we don't talk about our religion. That's right. <laughs> that's just a thing. But it was <laughs> to have this big sign because the way you walk up to the house, the kids didn't see the sign until they had already walked up the porch. And we're standing at the door. I was going to say, like, how oh. big of a sign was it? Like a neon? It was white? an eight and a half by Don't eleven white here. piece of paper. <laughs> uh, eight and a half by eleven white piece of paper with black printing on it, just taped on. They have beautiful wreath, beautiful fall wreath on their uh, on their door, and right underneath it was the the uh, the no no Halloween candy. And they lured the kids in because they have a couple pumpkins on the porch. Now so not like not jack o' lanterns, but pumpkins, and because they're front porch light and our front porch light are motion said motion sensitive the light was always on because people were coming in so it looked like somebody was home and they had pumpkins you're like oh this is gonna be perfect and then these little kids trudging up the stairs like oh what happened <laughs> and then they have to trudge back down and you know then they come in so but it was fun it would you know we uh we got a lot of kids i still have a ton of candy to get to take back tomorrow i got a lot of candy you're to- taking them back no. yeah I've got 600 pieces of candy I got to take. You can do it. No. We are <laughs> Here here's the thing. I'm so, thank God Halloween is over because except for the fact that I had to go into the newsroom because I was jonesing for a piece of candy. Uh I bought all our candy about 2 weeks ago. Because Dangerous last year game. Yes. Last year though I waited till it was too late and I ended up having to instead of getting my big bags at uh, Costco or Sam's I had to go to like Jewel or what and get the smaller bags and pay a lot more. So this year, I was like, "Oh, looks like the looks like they're getting low at Costco." So I'm going to buy all my candy. So I said to my wife, "All right, we you know we've been told we're going to get a lot of trouble. What do you think? She said, buy eight bags, eight of the big bags of candy. Oh my, goodness. which seems excessive. Oh my, but yeah. <laughs> if the weather had been good, I think we would have knocked them out. 
So I get the bags of candy, and I bring them home, and I put them in the closet, thinking they're out of sight, out of mind. I won't even know the candy is there. I say, I say to my wife, I don't want to see this candy. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I come home middle of last week, a couple candy wrappers. I was like, did you open the bag of candy? So yeah, I opened one. I wanted a piece of candy. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But then I wanted a piece of candy. Right. Fast forward to yesterday when we had drained a bag of candy just ourselves in the last <laughs> week and a half. And I'm like, how did this happen? Where where did this candy go? So then we, we went through like three bags last night, just the kids. But you have to test each bag because I don't know if it's tainted. Right. So I got to taste a piece out of each bag to see if the kids are safe. And then, you know, there's varieties in the bag. Well, maybe the Snickers are fine, but are the Twix okay? I don't know. I should probably have one. <laughs> Doing it for the children. Of course, because I'm, I'm nothing if not thoughtful. Um, <laughs> but the, how, I, how I rationalize it is, they're just a little fun size bar. It's one bite. Right. Sure, it's just one bite. I'm not eating a whole candy bar. Fast forward to 15 one bites later, and I'm like, oh, this was a, this was a bad move. You're so, full. So that's why we got to, the, got to be about 8.30 last night, and our last trick-or-treater came around 8. So at 8.30, we only had a couple pieces left in the bowl. And my wife said, well, should we open another bag in case more kids come? I said, first of all, n- no, because I don't want it open. Secondly, it's 8.30. Nobody's come for about a half hour. I think we're done. Um, and third, no, I don't want another bag open. I can't test anymore. No, I, I can't <laughs> test anymore. And honest to God, my willpower has uh, shriveled. I have no willpower left. I do if it's not around. Like, I, I'm a cold turkey kind of guy. Not wild turkey. That's a whole other thing that I don't have any control over. But the cold turkey, where if there's nothing in the house, I'll muscle through. You know, it'll I'll white knuckle it for a while because I'll have a, a taste for some sugar. But then I'll move on. Um, yeah, that's how but, I am too. If it's yeah. there, I'm tempted. If you it's not there, I don't it. even think about it. Like you said, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. I'll have some celery. It's fine. So wow, that is a poor. Uh, substitute but i understand it it's just you know if i'm thinking snickers and you go hey here's a brussels sprout you know, boy we don't even speak the same language do we this is not you're not even close to what i'm thinking about that's not that that's not at all the same but you your point is uh, your point is taken all right 312-981-7200 if you if you are glad halloween is over and all right i also want to know if you live in one of these suburbs that rescheduled halloween uh, let's talk about this because this is enough to make me, and I'm not, I'm not one of these guys who wants to complain all the time about kids getting trophies and kids being soft and this and that. But you know what? If you rescheduled Halloween cause it was cold and snowy, you're soft. You are soft. 312-981-7200. There's more after this. It's WGN. All right. Yesterday was Halloween. The weather was atrocious if you were going to be trick-or-treating. But as a sign of the apocalypse, some municipalities decided they were going to reschedule trick-or-treating for another day. Uh, I must have... Now, I live in the city. The city did not... Listen, the city's got enough problems. They didn't have time to reschedule trick-or-treating, so the kids came. And they did come. There were a lot of kids. I know some people said they didn't uh, didn't have kids but uh, come to their door, but we had a lot. Um, I, wanna, uh, I must applaud 
the police department of Morris, Illinois, because yesterday they put out a statement on Facebook, which made me laugh and laugh. It said, uh, trick-or-treat update. We have taken numerous calls from Morris residents asking about trick-or-treat hours and if they had been changed due to weather. The city of Morris is not, in capital letters, not rescheduling trick-or-treat hours. Trick-or-treat hours will be on Thursday, October 31st from 5 to 7, which seems very short. It will be a true test of the old-school hardiness of Morris children. On the upside, there is nowhere in Morris where they have to walk uphill both ways with no shoes, so they have that going for them. Hashtag, they do not care about the weather, they just want candy. So that was uh, that was the Morris Police Department putting that out. Because, listen... Let's take, uh, I know people complain about the safety of trick-or-treating. That's why you have these trunk-or-treat things, or you have uh, people going out to businesses, which unfortunately uh, also proves not so safe. That uh, poor uh, little girl in Little Village getting shot last night is awful. Um, But the the fact that in this day and age, people would consider changing trick-or-treating hours because the weather was bad or it fell in the middle of the week i just there there are times when i just shake my head and again i'm not one of these old guys saying stay off my lawn you shouldn't you know everybody's soft but that is kind of soft does it suck that if you want to dress like superman you got to wear your park over it yeah but you know what i saw a lot of kids whose costumes must have been made of stretchy material because they were stretched over you could tell they looked like the kid from a christmas story like randy when he had his snowsuit on they looked like that they could barely hold their bag because their power ranger costume was stretching over that that winter coat (laughs) but they made it and they walked up the sidewalk and they got their candy and they're gonna they're better for it they are better for it I boo everyone that changes the day. Come on, like Good. it's Halloween. You, yes, you can. Right, and how, five to seven—that is short. F- how much five to seven is way too hours? short. You got to run to every house. Yeah. go up the block. Sometimes some houses don't give out candy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get the houses that give out like floss. So you know you gotta you gotta back what, time. What dentist neighborhood are you living in? <laughs> Sometimes you get those. Yeah, I, I did get floss a couple times though. Did you, you got floss? Floss. Did you use it to string their in their trees after they went I to know, bed? Right, it was just like really. Come on, come on. six years old. I want some candy. You're gonna give me some floss. That's as bad as the handful of pennies. Right here, here's four pennies. Really, you obviously need it more than I do. Why don't you keep it, Grandma? <laughs> I'm a, I need a uh, you know I need a Reese's. I'm not. I don't care about your. Uh, but yeah, it's like well, Christmas isn't gonna be uh, snowy, so let's uh, let's change that. Or Thanksgiving, uh, you know, whatever. No, this is the day. Halloween is on October 31st. We live in the Midwest. I mean, I, I don't remember it ever snowing like that on Halloween, but I remember rainy Halloweens and real cold Halloweens and times where, you know, if you got any trick-or-treating in, you were lucky because the weather was just, it was nasty. So you went out for a half hour, you came home, maybe you went out again for a little bit. Um, but But to change the day... And you you know it's not because of the kids. You know it's because the parents are just whiny babies. Go, oh, I don't want my kid to go out in the snow. Well, then don't take your kid out in the snow. That's okay. You know what? It's a kid, and they'll probably be okay if you're responsible enough to dress them warmly. But she wants to wear her princess costume. Well, good. I want a pony. And neither one of us are getting what we want. But you know what will you know ease her sadness? A big bag of candy. Won't ease your sadness because she'll be all jacked up on sugar and running around like a lunatic. But... You know, we all have our uh, cross to bear. 
So yeah, I, I thought Morris handled it very well. I thought a lot of these, uh, a lot of these other municipalities just stood up and said, "No, we're not going to bow to this kind of pressure. We're uh, we're definitely we're we're definitely doing Halloween on Halloween." You know, that's the way to do it. But you know, five to seven—that's five to seven is way too short. Uh, just- a lot, and a lot of places were starting at like three to six. Or three to seven. No, People yeah. aren't home from work yet. Right. And now yesterday, of course, uh, school kids were out, so they didn't, you know, they could have started whenever, uh, CPS kids, but you still have people who don't get home from work till maybe six. So that's why, you know, uh, my wife was like, boy, some of these kids were coming kind of late, you know, to trick or treat. But if their parents didn't get home from work, that's what, that's when you go trick or treating. You know, we never went, to, when we were little kids, you don't go trick or treating without your parents. So you got to wait till they get home. And a lot of people don't have the luxury of going, oh, it's Halloween, I'm going to take a half day so that, uh, you know, so that I can take my kid trick-or-treating. Really? That's not going to fly at a lot of places. Um, we live in Belvedere, had trick-or-treating, and we built a pumpkin head snowman. There you go. Make it the best of a, make it the best of a bad situation. Itasca had trick-or-treating last night from 3 to 8, and we'll have it tomorrow from 1 to 4 because of inclement weather. No way. You know what? I I love giving out candy on Halloween. I'm all about it. If I lived in Itasca, my door's closed tomorrow. You put up the sign that says Yeah, no, no Halloween candy. candy. You know what? <laughs> See me on October 31st. That's my my sign would say <laughs> Halloween was Thursday. Yeah. There you go. Now go to Target and buy your candy cuz you ain't getting any free candy from me. I returned my candy yesterday. <laughs> That's it. Uh, from the 708, we had a grand total of nine kids. We live on a side street, but I think the snow made the kids late coming home from school. And then I think a lot of parents didn't want their kids out in the snow for too long. We have lots of candy and peanuts left. We are at 303 East Wacker on the 18th floor, if you want to uh, messenger those over. Because, uh, as I said, we don't have any here anymore. Uh, if you're looking to get rid of some of your candy, the 16th District Police Station is taking leftover candy to send to troops overseas through November 8th. That's at 51. 51 North Milwaukee. So yeah, that's I actually uh, there's a lot of things you could do with your candy leftovers if you're not like me and just taking it back. If I had opened the bag, well if I had opened the bag, you would have been the beneficiary of a lot of it because I would have brought it here to get it out of the house. But um so there's different things you can do. Donate is the donate is the number one thing you can do. So you can call around if your uh, if your local precinct is doing that. But there's uh, Operation Gratitude. There's Soldiers Angels. They all put care packages together for the troops. You could do that. You could also call uh, Ronald McDonald House chapters, shelters, youth focused organizations, and say, "Hey, we got all this unopened candy. Do you want it?" So you could uh, you could donate it. This list is a little bit crazy because uh, then it gets uh, the next the next thing they say you could do with your candy is experiment with it. Now, a lot of this, I I read this list and I was like, "Okay, donate it makes a lot of sense." There's another another couple that make a lot of sense. Then it's like, if I have candy, I'm not going to experiment with it. They said, oh, you could, you know, if you have kids and you have a lot of M&Ms, you could uh, try a popular experiment that causes the tiny M's to float off the chocolate candy. Or see what happens if you put a bag of Skittles on a plate of water. Really? You know what happens? You waste your candy. That's uh, how big, if you have gummy candy, see how big it can grow in salt water compared to regular water. Pass. I like this one, though. (laughs) I wish we had some. Uh, wish we had some Jolly Ranchers or Sour Patch Kids and a bottle of vodka, because it says you can infuse your vodka with candy. That sounds. That sounds all right. I'd do that after the show. Sure. Well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Wink, wink. Uh, if you have airheads and Twizzlers, you could cut them up and string them together for impromptu bracelets. <laughs> Would Cletus and uh, Homer do that? Make uh, candy bracelets and walk around? Definitely. All right, perfect. And then, then you can, uh, says you can always save it for Valentine's Day because the candy will last uh, unopened up to 10 months. There you go. On the other side of the news, we are going to talk Thanksgiving with Chef Jill Dodinsky from Goddess and Grocer. It is news time on 720 WGN in just a a couple of seconds. Roger Badish coming into the newsroom. I misread the clock, but that's all right. So we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about Goddess and Grocer's Thanksgiving menu for catering. And also, if you are a boss and you want to take good care of your peoples, they have a business menu, too, so we'll get into all of that, and then we'll talk about, after 11 o'clock, the real ID situation. You're going to need it. Now, to the newsroom. Brian Noonan on 720 WGN. Hello, Roger. Hello, Mr. Noonan. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, yes. sir. Oh, sure. We'll be together uh, late tonight. Yes. Very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will talk We'll talk more later. We've got a lot of things going mm-hmm. on. Uh, Chef Jill Dodinsky is in. She is with Goddess and Grocer, and she is setting up some things. Uh, so we will have, uh, we'll have some, uh, some snacks if you are feeling Ooh. peckish at any point. Because it's hard to believe that it is November 1st, so our sights have turned to Thanksgiving already. That's true. I am not rushing past Thanksgiving. I enjoy Thanksgiving quite a bit. I know other people are like, oh, there's, a, there's another big holiday later in December. Well, we have to get through November 1st. Mm-hmm. And, and, still, and November is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It has to be. Yes, it has to be Thanksgiving. So we will be, uh, we'll be talking about all this because Goddess and Grocer uh, does a, a wonderful Thanksgiving menu. If you, if you want to entertain but you don't have time to cook because... Uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and the chef will back me up on this, I think. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner, one of the most stressful meals that you can cook. Because you're inviting everyone over, and everybody comes with their own preconceived notions of what Thanksgiving should be. Uh, My mom made it this way. My brother made it this way. Uh, you know, my aunt, my aunt always made the beans, and this. So everybody comes in, and they've got their own mindset, and it just, if you're, if you're cooking it, God forbid you're cooking it for the first time. But even if you've cooked it for a while, you're still you still get a little nervous. I'll oh, never yeah. my first one, my first Thanksgiving I ever cooked was when we moved to California, and I was dealing. You know, I had watched my mom and my grandma and my aunt do Thanksgiving forever in big kitchens. Uh, some people had two ovens. There was a, there was always a lot of stuff going on, and now I'm in an apartment with a tiny galley kitchen trying to make a Thanksgiving dinner for, it turned out to be uh, seven people. Wow. Yeah. Um, Which was, you know, thankfully it it turned out great, but I was putting all this pressure on myself because I was like, man, I hope it, I hope it turns out like, uh, I hope my dressing turns out like my mom's and Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope this turns out and I hope the turkey's not too dry, but I hope it's not uh, too, too moist. I want it to be cooked. Sure. You know, and you never know. They never know what's going on. Yeah, the so, instructions tell you one thing, but it never comes out that no, way. It never comes yeah. out that way. Plus, you're you know you're spending hours and hours at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You're spending a fortune. You're spending all that time. Now, uh, you know, maybe you want to make life simple. I don't know why somebody would want to make life simple. <laughs> I try to make my life as difficult as possible. But I'm I'm the exception rather than the rule. I'm folks. I'm a cautionary tale. You don't want to live your life like me. You should want to make your life easier. Yeah, and that might include going. You know what? Get it. Catered. I want my friends to come over. Yeah, I want to enjoy 
my friends mm-hmm. and family on Thanksgiving. So we are going to cater, uh, and we are going to bring in some delicious food. I don't know what the, I don't know what Jill's doing. She's uh, they're staging. Are you staging things? Actually, is that what you're up to? You're staging the pictures. Very well, it's nice. got to look good on the camera. It's going to look good. We're going to yeah. post all the podcasts. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, too bad this isn't like smellovision. Well, you'll have to, no. It's not. It's it's just going to be taco vision. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at you are getting. I don't know a what's going on. Everything yes. here. Here was this yours. <laughs> We're passing things around. We're passing things around. I will tell you, go to goddessandgrosser dot com because uh, that is the website, and you can find not only their not only their um, catering menu for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but you can find their menu for the business lunch, and that's what we uh, you know. That's what we want. We should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start leaving these around WGN to see what's going on. The little notes. Well, yeah. just hey, you know, because you know oh, this, Roger. If sure. you work on the holidays, oh, gosh, or even yes. right around the holidays, yeah. they're never really, uh, they're never really hooking you up. No. Well, you know. at the Tribune Tower when we were there. See, we, you yep. say that, but I never, I never, you never got, got it. Part of that. No. We All always right. went downstairs to the newspaper floors, That's and a, they had everything. Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. <laughs> Uh, Joe Dedinsky is is done. Th- I don't know. Thank you. You have you have brought quite uh, quite the spread to uh, to share with us as uh, to talk about Thanksgiving. Welcome. Good to see. You. I haven't seen you in a year. It se- it seems like only last Thanksgiving you were I here. Know, it was like three hundred and sixty five days ago <laughs> or something. Well, welcome back. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. How are things at Goddess and Grocer? Um, crazy. Yes, already have it, I mean they're always crazy cuz how many locations are you do you guys have now? Well, we have the three locations, right. um the three storefronts. Plus Red O'Hare. Plus Red O'Hare. Plus we do backstage catering. Oh, and are you do you also do the Teatro Zinzani? And yes, that, that is was the newest baby in our um company. It was phenomenal. Isn't it? The, the food best? was the show was the show was wonderful. The food was great. The whole the whole night was terrific. I yes, that, so it, congratulations it on all speechless. of this. It was it's so phenomenal. Yeah. So it, so everything is always busy at Goddess. We're always there is always something happening. But now it's like okay, let's <laughs> let's keep that crazy going. And now, hey, Chef Jill, guess what? It's November, so you got to start thinking about Thanksgiving again. Yes, I'm thinking about turkeys and aluminum foil pans and <laughs> how many boxes I need and. All of that wonderful stuff. When did you start planning for this year's Thanksgiving? Uh, when we the day after exactly Probably pretty much as the day soon after. as we got that last meal out last year. That is, we took our notes down and we started talking about what we needed for this year. Now, was last year last year wasn't the first year you did Thanksgiving catering, was it? Or was for it? me for you, Goddess, right. yes. Okay, and was it? I know when we talked last year, obviously it was hectic. Uh, things were going. It turned. It must have turned out pretty well. You're doing it again. It's incredibly busy, and it's wonderful, and people are happy. And well, that's that's the key. That's the key. Um, and yeah, so we're doing. I I think it's one of our biggest holiday. I know it's our biggest holiday, actually. Is that now? Would you agree when when you were setting up? You heard me say Thanksgiving dinner is like the most stressful dinner for somebody to cook, right? I. I even even so. for a chef, I, I would imagine there's there's pressure on you if you're cooking Thanksgiving yourself. There's always pressure. Well, sure, right? Because you don't want to you don't want to serve a raw turkey to someone. No. You don't want your potatoes to be undercooked or your green beans to be too crunchy or you God forbid you burn anything. Ugh. 
I mean, yeah, that's no good. No, you know, like in vacation when the you know <laughs> the turkey explodes. No, I dry. Mean, definitely, uh, definitely cooked. We no, don't no. want those. <laughs> so, what's the biggest mistake people make when they're trying to cook a turkey? Because turkeys are tricky. Well, they wait. They too- should be simple, but they're not. I think they wait too long okay. to try to defrost it. All right. So, you know, a a turkey. Can a twenty pound turkey can take four days to defrost in the refrigerator at least, Ugh. and you yeah, know people don't plan people that. don't plan that, <laughs> or they just poke the outside and go. Oh, it's, it feels like it's yeah, defrosted. That, that seems good. <laughs> um, and then also people um, try to make it taste. They don't let it taste just like turkey. Okay. For me, that's my own opinion, right. of course. So like uh, brining and putting garlic under the skin and all that. What's what's? How do you make it taste just like turkey? Just a little basting? Butter, salt, and pepper. Okay. That's how they... I go old school like that. Old too. school. Yeah. You know, maybe a, you know some carrots and celery and onions in the cavity, but you don't need anything more than that. Right. And I, I think I remember asking you this last year, the big debate always, stuffing inside or outside? Outs- I'm an outside outside girl. person. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Yeah, just for food poisoning. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean the ins- when it's inside, it's really delicious. Yeah, it just makes it, tur- it takes longer takes, to cook yeah. the turkey. It takes a lot longer. And um, I I just have yeah. always done it outside. See, and that's I think that's what it is. I I had always done it inside, but then my brother who makes Thanksgiving now does it outside, and it's like oh the it's really good. So it's one of those, you know, it does, it, and he is, he did say it's, he's able to cook the turkey a lot faster. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. I mean, mm. it's what you like and do you have time to do it? Right. And, you know, and some people make really special stuffings to right. put inside their turkey. Yes. So that's like their, you know, the, the golden ticket yeah. stuffing, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah, like that's the good the stuff. Big, the big stuff. So when you're coming up with the menus for Thanksgiving, and you know all this, and you've you've been around, you've been cooking for a long time, uh, how do you balance? All right, I know uh, we got to do some some stuff that's pretty traditional, quote unquote. And, but I I need to add my own flair to some of the dishes too. Where do you where do you kind of draw that line to balance it out? I think that uh, where where I put my spin is on the sides. Okay, you know we keep. The stuffing and the turkey and the mashed potatoes, that pretty traditional. Okay. Because that's what, yeah. when people are ordering Thanksgiving dinner, they want to taste Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. There's they, a certain, you can conjure right. that flavor up in your head. You know, because if you want to have some exotic Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> yeah. say, then you go to that kind of restaurant to, okay. for that kind of food. Right. You know, or that flavor, yeah. I want to say. Um, so... We can do it on the side, you know, where we make our sides a little bit more special. Or okay. um, today, I brought you some appetizers. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, wow! I'm looking at I'm looking at what you brought. We will we will uh, talk. Give, give us the list of some of these appetizers and sides because these are on the menu. And if people go to agodisandgrocer.com, you can see the menu. We're going to talk all about what's on the Thanksgiving menu and then the business lunch too. But what'd you uh, what'd you bring? So. Um, we do, you know, we, we always have a lot of appetizers available. And I think that people always, um, you know, Thanksgiving is a big day. And, you know, you have your host right. having, you know, the turkey and the, all the big stuff. But sometimes you could be the star, too, because ah. you can bring, like, 
that little that, yes. that little nibble beforehand because everyone's starving, right? Sure. And they're just ready to eat anything. <laughs> right, because everyone's like, I'm not going to eat till right. dinner. <laughs> and so they can be like, look at Brian is a star. He brought the butternut squash risotto Ooh. cakes or whatever it is. Wow. Um, bacon wrapped blue cheese stuffed dates. Yes. Chorizo stuffed dates, bacon wrapped. What are these things? Well, all right. We'll talk, I want to talk about the Thanksgiving bites. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Chef Jill Dodinsky is here. She's with Goddess and Grocer. Go to goddessandgrocer.com. Their Thanksgiving menu is already out. Do not wait till it's too late to order. We'll talk about all the deadlines, all of that, in just a minute. We'll be right back. It's WGN. We are talking about Thanksgiving. Yes, I know. It's early. It's November 1st, but it's never too early to start planning. Chef Jill Dodinsky is here. She is with Goddess and Grocer, and they have a wonderful catering menu for Thanksgiving and a business menu. Uh, we're trying some of the uh, appetizers here that the chef has created. We talked about the dates, the chorizo stuffed bacon wrap dates, and the blue cheese stuffed ones, and the latkes with the smoked salmon. And I said, oh, we'll talk about these Thanksgiving bites when we come back. So this is something that you have created. Tell us about the Thanksgiving bites. So my... Uh Thanksgiving bite is a handheld sort of Thanksgiving dinner that you can just take one bite and be like, oh my gosh, this is everything <laughs> I want. Um, it's stuffing, mashed potatoes, turkey, peas, pepper jack cheese, and those are all panko crusted in, with, in a little ball shape. And I have a cranberry dipping sauce. Well, while you were explaining them, so that we could feel that we were being genuine, I... Uh, I tried one, and it is like having Thanksgiving dinner, just in a meatball size. <laughs> I broke mine in half, put some of the cranberry on there. It is, it's amazing. It's like now I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Now I need to be sitting around having Thanksgiving dinner. So those are only going to really be available good. at our Bucktown location. Oh, is that right? Yes, that is okay. a specialty item. Very nice uh, that I created. Well, they're delicious. Uh, all right, let's talk about let's talk about the the menu because people are thinking. Well, you know what? This year I'm going to do it the easy way. I'm going to have somebody else cook so I can actually enjoy my company and I can enjoy good food. And you guys do it. Now you mentioned that you keep the turkey and the potatoes and the stuffing kind of traditional. Correct. So how how are they how are they prepared? What do you what do you have on that the, on the menu? So the stuffing you can do plain you can just do regular bread stuffing or the cornbread stuffing, right. or you can also get it with um t uh, with apple sausage. Oh wow! In okay. It. So you can you can vary it up a little bit. Um, the uh, mashed potatoes, you know, just cream, butter, a little bit of garlic. Super delicious, Ooh, nice. yeah. Salt and pepper, yeah. Um, we have green bean casserole. Oh, really? And that nice. is, but traditional, and but there's no cheese in it. Okay. So it does, you know, it's just the cream and mushroom soup and the green beans with the crispy onions on top. Um, the cranberries, they have a little orange juice in them, so that you know just makes them that gives them the little sweet. Yeah. Um, turkey is just, you know, it has the. Um, Carrots and celery, the mirepoix in the center, and then just butter on top. Sounds good. And you've also got roasted root vegetables, whipped sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, which I love, mac and cheese, uh, honey glazed carrots, and Parker House rolls. So that sets up that sets up your main dinner. Pretty, your main dinner, pretty well. absolutely. And what I like too is you don't if it's just you and one or two people, 
You've got different sizes on this stuff. You don't have to. You don't have to buy. You have a package for a party of twelve. Correct. But you don't have to buy for a party of twelve. No, you can order if you want to just do four pounds of turkey breast and a pound of stuffing and two pounds of mashed potatoes. We do it however you want. So and that makes it perfect because a lot of a lot of places you'd go. Oh well, I wanted to cater, but I I don't have fifteen people coming. Correct. It's just my wife and I, or you know, three of us, and that's that's it. No, so we this can, works out perfect. any size. And you've got starters. You've got butter butternut squash soup, lobster bisque, butternut squash risotto cakes, uh, which we've got salads. You've got. All kinds of stuff. And then, of course, because nobody can eat all of that Thanksgiving dinner and then say, no, I'm not going to have some dessert. Well, you absolutely need dessert. Well, and what are the cool things? Now, everybody knows Goddess and Grocer makes you make that gigantic rainbow cake. Correct. And everybody's like, oh, man, that rainbow cake is famous. Famous, famous. And it's the best cake ever. It is. It's a terrific cake. Yeah. But now you've thought to yourself, how can we take our famous rainbow cake that is so delicious and maybe fit it into, I don't know, a football season? Uh, so you have, and uh, you'll see the picture of this. Ashley's going to post it. You've taken the rainbow cake idea, but made it into a bear's cake. Absolutely. Serving the great Where is that? What Chicago? happened there? This is WGN Roger, is that you? At AM 720 on your radio and on smart devices. I have everything anywhere. turned down in here. Sorry, Jill. Uh, well, I turned you down, too. You're not the one saying that. Um, so tell, the, cake, the cake looks great. Is it the same? It's same recipe, just different color. Same, same recipe, different colors. It's our bear, the bears the colors, bears of colors, course. Yes. And um, you know, I I don't know if you haven't had our rainbow cake, you need to run out and try it <laughs> because it is the best buttercream frosting you'll ever have in your nice. entire life. The cake is the best. You know, add a little vanilla ice cream doesn't hurt anything but this one i think if everyone just ate bear's cake they might win that they could it could you know it might like create some juju yeah. in the city and then we'll just have like this now this, this is stuff going this is available not just for on the thanksgiving menu this is available through football season correct at any goddess at and any grocery. goddess and so you can you can go and pick it up correct and, and enjoy yourself and as joe said maybe you know we'll create that mojo we'll get the bears winning <laughs> right. uh before i forget you guys take care of everything with the dinner because normally, if people, you know, a lot of people like a cocktail or a beer or maybe a wine with their dinner. You guys take care of that too. Absolutely, we have um, at all of our stores. We have wine. We have uh, pre-made cocktails. Yes, you brought you yes, brought us one. I of brought these us a Negroni co- tonight. Very nice. Um, that's what I need. That's what everyone needs <laughs> on course. a Friday night. We also have bourbon. We have vodka. We have all of beer, all kinds of really great craft local beers uh, that you can get at any of the stores. And you will you will recommend some that goes, you know, you'll look at what people order and they'll go, well, I don't know about the wine. What kind of wine? You, you guys can tell On them. our catering menu, we actually have wines that we recommend with, uh, um, with our Thanksgiving dinner. Perfect. So we're talking about if you want to do this at home. And again, goddessandgrocer.com is where you can get this. But what if I'm a boss? And I, you know, my employees have been working hard all year. And it gets to be, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday before the holidays. I'm thinking, maybe I should do something nice for my employees. And you want to be the hero, I want right? to be, I always want to be the hero. Exactly. So what, you can, should what call can we do? Us what can you do for us? Because we have a Thanksgiving business lunch. Ah, And that's nice. turkey breast. You can do mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes. We have green bean casserole. We have the um, dinner rolls, cranberry sauce, Very nice. and then you have a 
fall bars cookie and bars cookies, and bars and, cookies brownies. bars and brownies. And you can get that at the same place. You can email catering at goddessandgrocer.com. You can go to goddessandgrocer.com, the website, take care of it there. And now here's the deal. You've got to place your order, whether you are for Thanksgiving menus, if you're going to cater to your house, by Monday, November 18th, um, or Monday, November 25th, rather. Uh, Monday, November 25th, by 5 p.m., you're going to start taking uh, orders on the 18th. Correct. So uh, starting on November 18th, you're going to start taking orders. By the 25th, you need to have your order placed. Uh Thanksgiving Day deliveries will be available from 8 to 2. Correct. So you can get it all delivered. Uh, for the business, uh, business lunch catering menu is available now. It is. We, November we did 1st. one yesterday. Yes. Did you? We did. So that people are not wasting any time. They are time. not wasting one minute. Very nice. Well, everything everything looks great. Uh, you guys did a wonderful job again. Thank you for coming in. Thanks and for uh, and Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. So we are going... <laughs> No, I'm not turning his pot up. He's gonna he's gonna hit some uh, some thing again. All right, Chef Joe Dodinsky, GoddessEggGrocer dot com. Get your Thanksgiving plans set right now. Um, let's do this. Then it's news time. <laughs> all right, Brian Noonan, seven twenty WGN. Hopefully, all the technical issues are behind us. That's um, I still don't know. I, I'm gonna blame Roger. I didn't touch somebody. Somebody anything. touched something. Um, somebody did something. Now Ashley, uh, Ashley's blameless because she was not even by the by right. her console. Okay, my yeah, hands were the thermostat. Yeah, was well, it cold in there or hot? No, it's hot. See, it's 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 nice in here, yeah. but um, you know, my hands were on the arm of the chair or sitting on the counter, nowhere near the board because I was talking to Chef uh, Jill Dodinsky from Goddess and Grocer, and again. Uh, if the if the bites that she brought us are any indication of what the entire menu is going to taste like, and if you've been to Goddess Gross, you know that's probably true. It's good stuff. If you're looking for if you're looking for an easy way to do Thanksgiving, uh, there's a lot of stuff left. So I hope you guys will eat it because it you know those bites were good. The Thanksgiving when you guys were bites. Talking about them. Yeah, I was munching on them over here. I think I'm going to stroll in there now. There's a couple. Uh, there's some bacon uh, bacon wrapped either blue cheese or chorizo stuffed dates. Tell our fine engineer Dan Long too, because maybe it was Dan Long. Maybe Dan Long was the saboteur. Maybe some. Maybe there's still a poltergeist from Halloween left in here. Roger whispered in my ear, and he was just like, "I don't think the ghost realized Halloween's over." <laughs> yeah, well, somebody better realize something because I'm not putting up with it. I'm not, uh, and I, I'm the first one to. If I, if I uh, screw the pooch, then I take the blame. Yeah, that's but all this I one am, was too. not my, not my deal. So there's latkes over there with some smoked salmon on them. There's uh, there, there's the bear's cake. There's a little bit of everything. So try that. Do it. Enjoy your life now. Because pretty soon your life is going to be crazy hectic, uh, especially if you're trying to get one of these real IDs. Have you heard about th- this? Is this is one of the dumbest ideas that uh, the country has put forward? This real ID program. If you haven't heard about it, uh, in a year you're not going to be able to fly without one of these real IDs or a passport or your military ID. However, to get a real ID, you need to show a passport and a bunch of other documents. So right there, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Excuse me. Maybe you've started seeing the um, commercials on TV where they're talking about, here's a driver's license and here's a real ID. It looks just like a driver's license, but there's something else on there. You will not be able to get on a domestic flight unless you have a real ID compliant driver's license or can show a valid passport or military ID. 
So Eric Zorn had a column about this the other day. I've been seeing these commercials, and I keep thinking to myself, this is dumb. Because it's not going to... Since 9-11, and since everybody has had to have an ID to fly and all that, we haven't had any more hijackings. We haven't had any more uh, terrorist activities. And that's what this whole thing was supposed to be. Oh, my goodness, yes, the uh, Real ID Act of 2005, uh, it was a bunch of legislative moves, and it was supposed to help us fight global terrorism by making it even harder for us to fly. Um, Then it went to a more comprehensive secure identification system. Uh, It was supposed to take effect in 2008, but like many government programs, it, uh, it was pushed back. Deadlines were pushed back, extended, extended, because people were getting uh, a little upset about the idea. Because they're saying, especially the uh, Illinois General Assembly, which in 2007 did a joint resolution calling for the repeal of the Real ID Act on the grounds that it creates a de facto national identity card that threatens privacy interests, yes, and that it will be part of a broadened effort to crack down on illegal immigration and that it will burden the states with the cost of implementation. So Illinois said, we're not going to do this. 25 other states said the same thing. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not going to, we don't want to do this. We object. And then when President Obama was in, uh, he was not really big on the real ID thing. Well, uh, then the current administration came in, and in June of 2017, the president's uh, Homeland Security Director at the time, John Kelly, said that real ID is, quote, critically important 9-11 commission recommendation that others have been willing to ignore, but I will not, end quote. So thank goodness. He didn't last long anyway. He's not even there anymore. But he was not going to ignore it. So now... Here's the deal. We have to uh, we have to do this. So you gotta you gotta go get in line at the uh, Secretary of State's office, which we all know is always a lovely and pleasant experience. So you have to go get in line there. Then you have to bring all kinds of things with you. You've got to bring uh, you got to bring your passport, which I told you already, which doesn't make sense because if you have a passport, you don't really need a real ID, but you want to travel with your passport all the time. Because when I have traveled with my passport, it's it's cumbersome. Uh, you're always afraid you're going to lose it, and then you'll get to the border, and they say, where are your papers? I go, I don't have my papers. Where are your papers? Then they'll poke at me with a bayonet. I don't have time for that. So I don't want to have to carry my uh, my uh, passport, but I've lived in this country a long time. When I got my driver's license, I had to have proof of residency and everything else. So now I got to pay five dollars for an upgrade, my real license to a, uh, my driver's license to a real ID card. So you got to have all this. You got to have a proof of signature. You've got to have a uh, Internal Revenue W two form to prove your Social Security number. You've got to have some utility bills to establish legal residency, and then you have to have your current driver's license so they can match the signature, plus uh, your passport. Again. Why are we doing this? I already have a passport. <laughs> so they're telling people, you better do it now, because the deadline, um, as I said, is a, uh, is a year from now. So you have, to, you have to get ready to go. You have to do it. The no-fly deadline is October 1st, 2020. So you've got, you know, uh, you got a year. You need all three items? need all that. Plus, they might ask you for other things. They might ask for your birth certificate, uh, social security card. Uh, they, they can ask you for anything. 
So they're creating this database. So we're all, we will all be registered. We will all have our papers. Everyone will be, you, you will not be able to go anywhere because we know who you are. We know where you are. They, and they already know who we are. Let's not kid ourselves. The, the government knows everything they want. Nobody lives off the grid. It's, it's, stop it. You have a driver's license, you're on the grid. You got a credit card, you're on the grid. You, you, you have a phone, you're on the grid. So now you're going to have to have this real ID. So the, the point being, it's useless, but I'm still going to have to go get it. Because I really, if I'm just flying, if I'm flying domestically, I don't want to have to worry about my, you know, my passport. I just want to show my license like I do now. And you know what? I haven't hijacked a plane. And again, since September 11th, there have been zero hijackings. Zero hijackings. But, you know, we want to create the illusion of security. We will all, won't you feel safer when you have a real ID? Ashley, won't you feel better when you fly, knowing that everyone now has a real ID as opposed to the fake IDs? I'm just going to feel like I'm constantly missing something. Like, I'll have my driver's license, then I'll have the real ID. Oh, no, that, your, your real ID replaces your driver's license. Oh, so you don't even need a driver's license Well, it's, it, it is a dri- it's a driver's license, but it's a, but an it's enhanced a, driver's license. It's, it's got a like little a, something on it. It's a star or a, a you know, gold. Yeah, a crown or an eagle. Huh. You know, with a pig in its mouth. I don't know what kind of, what kind of symbolism. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it'll be your driver's license, only a better driver's license. But will it be my passport? No, your passport's your passport. So this is only for domestic flights. If you still want to fly to Cambodia to uh, adopt a baby or whatever you do when you go to Cambodia, no, you're still going to need your passport. Well, Which doesn't make sense because if I'm flying... if But other countries don't care about your real ID. Other countries want your passport. You know, if I jet over to Spain to get some wine and tapas... The Spanish government doesn't care if I have a real ID or a fake ID. They just want to know if I have a passport. And they figure if I have a passport, unless I'm Jason Bourne, my passport is probably good. It's legit. You know, even though I'm a little heavier in my now than I am in my uh, you know, passport picture. Because last time, where did I go? Oh, last year I went to London. And it's not a, a, a huge difference in weight, maybe 20 pounds or something. But the guy was giving me the, the twice over. Looking me up and down. I'm like, easy there. Uh, you know, uh, Prince Charles. It's time. Just let me in. I'm here to. I'm here to drop some coin in your lovely country. Let's uh, let me in. Let me have some fun. So, I don't know. Roger, are you going to get your real ID? Yeah, I'm probably citizen. I'm probably going to. Though our trip to Disney World will be a month before. When did you say October or November? October 1, 2020. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be a month before the deadline, and I don't think we'll be flying anywhere else after that but you never know you never know yeah so See, i mean i i like to be what if you want to jet away for a weekend yeah well uh, i'll have to jet in the car i'm not yeah, flying you're grounded. You're yeah not i know and that's i'm okay with that I mean, my gosh we haven't flown anywhere since i think we went to uh london and spain or really? uh, italy that was my gosh what Ten years ago? Nine years ago? Okay. Yeah. So you don't fly. Yeah, we really don't fly. If anywhere, we'll, we'll drive. We don't fly out of the country. That was the first time either well, of us have been to have Europe. To, this you don't have to worry. It's this all, isn't for flying out yeah, of the country. Yeah, right. we don't fly in the country then. So we drive. We have relatives in New England. We'll drive there. We have relatives in California. We'll drive there. All right. Yeah. I. Yeah. 
Well, if you you can go to uh, you can go to the Secretary of State's website or uh, realid.ilsos.gov, and they'll give you all the information. All driver services facilities are issuing real IDs, with the exception of mobile units and express facilities. So that's out. Uh, you do not need a real ID. Let's see. Let's see where you fit. Okay. Uh, Ashley and Roger, let's see. You have a valid U.S. passport or passport card. Yes, I do. I but do as well. it's only valid for another month or so. You, because it's every ten years, <laughs> and I, our trip out of the yeah. country was ten years ago. So you got always listen. If you've learned nothing from mm. me over the years, yeah, you always got to have a go bag ready. You got to be ready to flee at a moment's notice. Uh, that's that true. Means passport. I got to get it renewed. I got to get it renewed. Shoebox full of cash. Yes. Handgun and a change of clothes. <laughs> it's all in the car or on me. You yeah. never know. Maybe I'm wearing both sets of clothes because yeah. I don't have time for a. I'm not carrying on or checking a bag if I'm. No. A, and all right, so you have a passport. <laughs> Got a passport. No, you don't. You don't. Right now, I don't even think you have a driver's license. Quite frankly, the way you're talking. <laughs> all right, let's sure. find out if you need one or you don't. We'll do that after this. It's WGN. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Talking about these real IDs, uh, which I think are, uh, this is this whole thing is ridiculous, this uh, real IDs. But if you go to the Secretary of State's website, uh, if you go to uh, realid.ilsos.gov, you can find out if you need a real ID, if you don't need a real ID. But really, to me, it's just uh, one more thing that they're... They're doing to chip away at our privacy even more. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not under the illusion that we have any privacy, but whatever. Oh, just uh, so we were talking about this before. I said I wasn't sure what's on it. It's a gold star, a gold circle with a white star in the middle. That's how they're going to tell if it's a legal or a real ID. Right. Your driver's license is just your driver's license. The gold star with the gold star says, "Hey, you are hey. special. Yeah, you can go in. <laughs> so you need a real ID if you do not have a passport." which we know Roger won't have in another week. Uh, you use airlines as a mode of domestic transportation, which makes it sound like you're just jetting everywhere. That, yeah. I love the way they phrase that. It does, uh, you, know, you fly domestically at times. No, you use airlines as a mode of domestic transportation. Yes, I fly from uh, work to home on domestic airlines, so I'm going to need a real ID. You visit military bases or you visit secure federal facilities. Then you are going to need a real ID. Or... I'm going to add the uh, codicil if you just don't want to have to carry your passport everywhere you go. You know? Really. Because pretty soon it's going to be going to, you know, you go to cross into Missouri, they're going to be checking your papers. I make a fireworks and cigarette run to Indiana, all of a sudden, you know, I got the man knocking on my uh, semi-door and me and Flash, my trusty dog, you know, because I'm smoking the bandit and everything. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know. There's a big Jerry gate Reed. at the border. Yeah. All of a sudden, oh, there's walls everywhere. Yeah. This is, this is what it's going to do. So so if it, this is what you need. All applicants, if you're going to get one of these real IDs, which, you know, again, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it sooner rather than later, because just to jump to the end, it takes 15 days for them to mail it to you, and the TSA and federal agents will not take the paper copy, the temporary copy that they give you. Oh. So if you have a trip coming... And you you think you're going to wait till you know the end of September next year mm-hmm. to get your real ID? Don't, because you ain't going anywhere. 
Uh, all applicants must provide proof of identity. Examples are certified birth certificate, U.S. passport. Again, if you have a passport, uh, an employment authorization document, a permanent resident card, or a foreign passport with an approved I-94 form. Uh, name change documents. Roger, we know you've changed your name about 72 times. Easily. For various reasons. Yeah. Uh, you're going to need uh, certified copies of your marriage certificate will be required. If you present a certified birth certificate with a name different than his or her or your current name, multiple name change documents will be required if your name has changed multiple times, which should shoot up a red flag. Yeah. Uh, uh, your name has changed 18 times. That's true. And I've also burned off my fingerprints. What, do you, uh, what else you got? <laughs> what else you got, Elliot Ness? Yeah. That's right. And I... <laughs> I'm wearing fake contact lenses. That's it. My eyes aren't really brown. Uh, all applicants must provide two current residency documents with the app. See, this is a this is that's where I fall into uh, into trouble because most of our utilities are in my wife's name. Uh oh. Right, because I try to live off the grid. Yeah. And by off the grid, I mean you know who's going to give me credit? Um, no, Nobody. but no, but a lot of stuff like the I the phone bill and stuff just because yeah. it's. It's always bad. She, I don't know. She signed up for. She signed. Don't it you up. have anything in your name? Uh, Why would I have anything in my name? I, I know you want to live off the grid, but no, you know what it is. I don't want to be responsible for anything. Well, yeah. If I got nothing in my name, the man can't come after me for anything. <laughs> Apparently, Why? now he can. Did you miss my entire go bag lecture? Yeah, did no. You, I did heard you miss about all that. of that? Yeah, See, I got that. If they, if they don't have you, yeah. you know, a car payment, right? Well, the car's in my name, but the car's going to be paid uh, off in two months. Uh, so that's not going to help you're me. Screwed. I, yeah, I'm screwed. So the car's in my name. I'm sure there's something in my I Oh, you know, the important stuff's in my name. So, like, DirecTV's in my name. Yeah. You know, the real important th- important stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. But I think the gas, the power. <laughs> All in her <laughs> the name. The house. Everything's in her name. <laughs> Which, again, I figured it, because quite frankly, I figured at some point before now she would have wised up. Yeah, and take it off. So that way, she got everything. I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to feel bad. Going, oh, let's divide everything. Oh, it's all in your name. Keep yeah, it. but you know, for uh, being such a smart woman, she didn't wise up. <laughs> so you have to provide that. You had to provide your proof of signature, credit or debit card, canceled check, current Illinois driver's license, and uh, then you will receive your temporary paper driver's license or real id which doesn't help anyway because doesn't they won't accept it nope yeah so now you don't have a driver's license or a real id <laughs> but you still have your passport and a worthless piece of paper so when uh, you know when the guy at the airport brings yeah. the dog over and starts sniffing your duffel bag uh you're not going to have anything that goes no i'm really i really should be here I, 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 it's, it's <laughs> yeah okay. sure that's my name that's my name don't wear yeah. it out All right, on the other side of the news, we will have a Bowtie Theater review and so much more. And then old people getting randy in a a home. (laughs) Lots to get to. Thank you, Roger. Brian Noonan, 720 WGN. Uh, We are uh, talking about the the real IDs, and uh, October 1st, 2020 is the deadline. You have to have this new real ID if you want to, if you don't have a passport. If you have a passport, you don't need to use it. But you, uh, you can, you know, one of your one of your proof of IDs to get the, the real ID can be a passport too. So it it just seems the whole thing just seems like much ado about nothing. Uh, again, since nine eleven, we have not had a, a hijacking. 
these these ID cards are not going to do it. Uh, it's part of it's part of uh, a campaign to give the illusion of safety. And I don't uh, I don't I think it's just overkill. But some people have been saying, hey, what about kids? Well, you know, uh, I got little kids. Do they need a real ID? No. Kind of. The TSA doesn't make doesn't make children under eighteen traveling with a companion have any kind of ID. So if your if your kid is traveling with you, they don't need anything. Just like they don't now. That's for domestic. If they're flying international, they're still going to need their own passport. Every every U.S. citizen who leaves a country needs a passport. If you're flying domestically and you're eighteen or younger. Traveling with a companion who has the, the a parent or a relative who has ID, you're fine. If you are a child traveling alone, if you're putting your 13-year-old on a flight to go see grandma and grandpa in Arizona, that child will need a real ID after October, after October 1st, 2020. Now, there's all sorts of guidelines for if you're getting what you will need for that child to get a real ID. So if you go to the uh, Secretary of State's office website, go to realid.ilsos.gov, you can get all that information if you're trying to get a real ID for yourself or you're trying to get one for your child. And again, only if your child is going to be flying by themselves. If not, you don't have to worry about it. 312-981-7200. LaVon has been hanging on. Hi, LaVon. Hi, Brian. How are you? I am well, thanks. Do you have some more info? Yeah, before you um, have to get all that information together to take with you to the DMV, right. you also need to go online, and they have you put your name and address in, and you have to print out this form that has a barcode on it, okay. and you need to bring that piece of paper with you along with all your other identification. Really? No. So you've got one more step to do. <laughs> all right, because I'm, lo- yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see if I see that on the... Uh... On the website, that's something I'm missing. Unless it's a, the inter, is that the interactive checklist? Um, I don't know. My son did it for all of us. Okay. <laughs> and I remember that we had to because we're going in two weeks because my son's going to take his driver's test for his license. Okay. And we had to bring in all these. Um, we had to print off four copies for everybody, and it has a barcode on it. And we had to, we have to bring that in along with our identification. So maybe if you log into the DMV office, they'll have a slot there where yeah. you have to go, but that has to come with you as well. It has a barcode on it. All right. Well, then I, I urge everyone who is thinking about doing this, to, it's, there's a lot of information on Jesse White's yes. website. A lot of information. It's a lot of hoops to jump through. Yes, and a lot of extra links that you uh, that you have to click to try to, to get this thing. Uh, but so now you, so you haven't gone in yet. You're going in when your son's getting his driver's license? Right, he's going. We're going in two weeks, but I had to make sure to go to the safety deposit box and get the uh, social security (laughs) cards and all that kind of stuff that you need for you know your identification and you know either you know the mortgage or a bill from the house and things like that. Oh man! So I got everything together, so we're ready to go. But I had you have to bring that piece of paper with the barcode on the bottom. All right, so make sure you're make sure you're checking everything before you uh, head in. Levon, thanks for the uh, thanks for the tip. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just don't want people to go there, and then they have to get that. It's oh. such an inconvenience. Yes, and then you're, you know, you've waited in line, and you get up to the front, and they, go, oh, you're missing one piece of paper, or you, you didn't exactly. bring that. Well, I've got all my other yeah. stuff. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Well, have a good night. I Thank just wanted to mention it to you. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, it's there's there's a lot of info, and we're getting, uh, you know, a lot of people asking questions on the. Uh, 
texting us in. Uh, just applied for Real ID today. I used a bank account statement and DMV renewal for my residency docs. All right, that's good. Uh, name changes, I think, are more of a problem for women who might get married or divorced. That is true. Uh, can I get a shout-out? Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, it's Brandon's birthday. I didn't... Brandon got his shout out. Happy birthday, yeah. Brandon yeah. from Lena. I don't know. Uh, let's see. A lot of a lot of people very a lot of people very worried that the real ID is or or can convinced that the real ID will stop any sort of immigration issues. Uh, I don't think so. We all need at this point. We all need uh, identification anyway. But uh, you know, whatever. Beth has been hanging on. Hi, Beth. I am well. So you, it says you, uh, you got your real ID. I got it a couple weeks ago. Um, my driver's license was up for renewal. Um, I do have a passport. I took all the documentation with me, just my um, renewal notice, which I honestly don't remember them even looking at. <laughs> um, my passport. I took a uh, copy of my ComEd bill and a visa bill, and it was very smooth. You just they ask you a bunch of questions. They take your picture. Um, going to DMV is an experience in itself. You do have to wait a long time. Oh, yeah. So um, I went on first. I went on Saturday up to Lake Zurich. I got there at eight in the morning. There were probably 150 people in line. Um, passed on that. Went to Schaumburg during the week, like at eight o'clock in the morning, and I was out of there by eight thir- uh, nine thirty. So well, that's um, not just too be bad. prepared. Go online to the website. Make sure you bring all the um, documentation they ask for, and uh, it's no problem. They give you a paper driver's license, okay. and then in the mail about a week and a half later, I got the actual license with the, with the star on it. Now, did you, did you, uh, our last caller said she had printed out some paper with a barcode on it. Did you do that, too? Did you have that? No, I actually, no, I, my license was up for renewal, so I just brought the renewal notice in with me. But I honestly don't remember if they looked at that. But, you know, I gave them my driver's license. I gave them uh, my passport, which I do have one. Okay. And um, some copies of some bills, and they make copies of everything, ask you some questions, take your picture, and it went very smoothly. Well, that's, a, but so. that's encouraging. Well, then, uh, you know, the, you're, you're taking some of the uh, the terror out of it, Beth, and we appreciate that. Yeah. So just let everybody make sure that they know you're going to have to wait a while. But just go online and look for all the documentation. Sounds good. Thanks. you need, and you should be good. Thank you, Beth. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, Carrie's been hanging on. Hi, Carrie. Hey, good morning, Brian. Great to hear you late at night. Thank like you. Good old days again. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, hey um, uh, yeah, so I was just thinking about this. I have a passport. I travel a lot, both domestically and internationally, so I, I really don't care. Yeah. But what irks me about this is your previous caller was lucky because she was up for renewal. Right. I just renewed. I just renewed my license. Okay. So I go and want a real ID. They're going to charge me again. I checked this out. Yeah. It's <laughs> so because it's, if it's you're a freebie, you don't just go in and say, "Hey, let me exchange." Oh, you're right. Pay again. Right. So but as, as you another... said, if you're if you're if you're renewing, it's the same price as if you were just renewing your license. But if you're Correct, not, but... then it's going to be thirty bucks, depending on Correct. your age. Exactly, exactly. And driver's licenses typically, depending on your age, typically last five years. Right. So I'm good for five years. So. I have a passport, so I'm not renewing. I'm not getting one until I have to yeah. in four, four and a half years or whatever it is. So that's just another thing that's like, 
I love this fine state. I've lived here all my life, but uh, yeah, I'm not giving them any more money. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if other states are uh, doing it the same way. I would imagine I they know. are. It's this is a nice way for uh, for these states to get a little extra dough. But yeah. uh, you know, we live here, and they always got they always have their hand out. You know. Well, you got it. You got to pony it, up, Kerry. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, have a good night. Uh, it's. I, I have to get a new license anyway because my address has changed because, as you know, I am constantly on the move. Yeah. Uh, one, Just one step ahead. One step ahead of the law, one mm-hmm. step ahead of the man. Yep. You know, that's what I that's what I do, Roger. That's what you roll by. I can't, listen, I keep, mo- I keep moving. <laughs> do you have to have a birth certificate if you're not renewing your driver's license? Yes. Again, uh, go, on, go on Jesse White's re- website, Office of the Illinois Secretary of State. If you go to realid.ilsos.gov you will get all the information there's a fax page there's a, you know the checklist you can go through you can see PSAs you can apply for a, a certified copy of your birth certificate you can apply for a, a replacement social security card all these things that if you're like oh I don't know I've always this is I used to, this is how dumb I used to be I used to carry my social security card in my wallet Oh, really? Back for years. When I was younger, like in college and after, mm-hmm. I always had my Social Security card in my wallet. And then somebody went, that's a dumb idea. And I went, huh? So now, you know. Well, in case it's, yeah, right. Yeah, well, every, I think now, then for a while, uh, all the Social Security cards were just in an envelope in a file cabinet. Right. You know, in a file, sure. marked Social Security Safe. cards. Right. They, in case know, anyone breaks in. Right. And, just, oh, look, it's a Social Security card. Right, right next to the file, it said birth certificates. <laughs> right. And then we, you, you could, pretty much if you broke into our house back in the day uh, and just grabbed our file cabinet, yeah, you'd have everything. Now, now everything's a little more secure because, you know, we have passports. Because, again, I'm always ready to go. That's true. How many passports do I have? That's We're none of sure. your business. Yeah, right. How many names do I have? Also, uh, none of your business. But uh, let's suffice it to say... That I keep them, I keep them all safe and sound. You know, when this first uh, story first broke uh, back a couple of months ago. In fact, it broke when the Secretary of State's office finally admitted that they had been having problems initiating the program, but yet now they were back on track and catching up to all the applications that were waiting. And I said, "Well, wait a minute, let me find my Social Security card." Okay, and I couldn't find it. I had no idea where it went to. I looked inside my uh, passport. I thought maybe I kept it there because, again, I took it out of my wallet. At least I thought I did. Okay. Today, I happened to be looking around for something in my wallet before I came here. Oh, look. It's my Social Security card. Crazy. <sighs> that and your expired passport. I'm and your just no good. driver's I, license. I don't know if we can trust you to do the news anymore. Yeah, well, that frankly. you can. But everything else sounds very sounds very freaky. A lot of info about the texters. Uh, It's only five dollars if you have a current license. They're saying a number of texters saying that five dollars if you're uh, just to upgrade to your real ID. Uh, Secretary of State agent, according to a 708 texter, suggested that for seniors get a real state ID. She said they're free and they last eight years. So again, do your research. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think it's necessary. But whatever. Now, somebody also texted and said, Wisconsin's had this going for years that Illinois is behind the times. It's not the first or last time we will hear that statement, that Illinois is behind the times. All right, enough of this. Enough of the, enough of the man trying to keep tabs on us. We've got to talk about something more exciting, something more enjoyable, something uh, educational and entertaining, which, Roger, you know, what do I love? Edutainment. You got that I right. I love edutainment. So it'll be a Bowtie Theater Review on the other side on WGN. 
my goodness. I had the opportunity to go to the theater the other night, and so it is time for another one of our Bowtie Theater Reviews. Ashley, you've never been part of the Bowtie Theater Review. It's a very exciting uh, review because uh, I am not a trained theater critic. I'm just a guy who likes to go to the theater, and then uh, then I talk about it. And usually, when we do these on Sunday, Cody also goes to a lot of the shows, so Cody and I uh, will discuss them. But uh, you may be saying to yourself, Brian, why do you call them the Bowtie Theater Reviews? Well, it's because being the dapper man that I am, uh, present outfit excluded. Whenever I go to the theater, what do I wear, Roger? You wear a fancy bow tie. I wear some sort of bow tie. I, I've noticed that a number of, uh, there's there's now, when I started going to the theater, there mm. was only one other man who wore bow ties. Oh. Uh, Paul Lesnick, who you may know from yes, CLTV. Yes, he sure. did some time here at WGN. A very nice man. Paul, uh, Paul was wearing bow ties. Mm-hmm. And so he and I were the bow tie guys, basically, unofficially. There was no uh, Broadway in Chicago never uh, gave us a title. But uh, now I've seen a few more bow ties coming into the theater. Well, they followed your lead. Well, I don't, uh, that could be, I'm going to say between Paul and I, uh, we do, do, we are fashion forward. Extremely. We're trendsetters. Mm -hmm. We are, uh, I'm a dandy, sometimes a fop. Not a bon vivant? uh, Oh, of course I'm a bon vivant. Oh, there you go. You know, I'm always I'm always ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> so that's why we call it the Bowtie Theater Reviews. Well, this week I had the opportunity to go see uh, Latin History for Morons, <laughs> written by and starring John Leguizamo. Now, you know John Leguizamo from pretty much everything. Yeah. He has been around. He's been around forever. And he doesn't look like he's been around forever. He still looks still looks like the first time you've seen him. Maybe maybe just a little, uh, you know, a little tad more, bit older, a little bit thicker. A little gray around the temples? A little gray, but, okay. but it was, it's John Leguizamo. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. I know who this guy is. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful show. I'm going to tell it's uh, Tony Award uh, nominated. It was on Broadway. It was a huge, huge hit on Broadway. And now it has come to Chicago. The problem is it is only here until Sunday, so you only have two more performances to see it. Um, We were there on Wednesday night, and it's just it's in town for a very, very short time. So it was written by Leguizamo and inspired by an event in his personal life. His son um, was trying to do a report for history class on heroes, and John Leguizamo was... uh, a little put off that there were no mentions in a lot of the uh, traditional history books about the Latin people's contribution to this country. And so he went on to begin investigating and researching and reading all kinds of books. And the beauty of this play is there are a lot of historical facts. He's presenting history in a hilarious way, but it's intertwined with the ongoing story of his son, what's happening with his son, how he is interacting with his son, uh, a little bit of his with his wife and his daughter and his therapist and all of this, but it keeps coming back to the timeline of the uh, Latin history from he said, "You know, back in the uh, back in the Aztecs to Pitbull. So he's covering everything on this <laughs> wow. timeline, and he he is hilarious. All his 
all his uh, former special, his previous specials that you may have seen on HBO or something have all been really, really funny. So this is absolutely no ex- exception. If you go in expecting just to laugh, you won't leave disappointed. If you go in expecting to learn something and laugh, you will not be disappointed. And if you go in expecting to learn something, to laugh a lot, and then to have some poignancy thrown in, and some lasting messages thrown in, and some really disturbing and troubling statistics thrown in, you definitely will not be disappointed. It's about an hour and 40 minutes uh, of just him on a stage that is minimally cast. There's there's some bookshelves around. The main thing is a two-sided blackboard. Old school blackboard, Roger. You'll love yeah. it. Chalk and eraser, mm-hmm. the whole deal. And he starts, and he's scribbling on one side of the... Uh, he starts uh, scribbling on one side mm-hmm. of the blackboard, and mm-hmm. then that fills up, and so he flips it, and he's doing some more. Then he flips it back, and he's erasing some things and adding new things. And there's a few props here and there. He'll put on a hat, or he'll do something else. Uh, and he's quoting books. He, you know, he's showing mm-hmm. the books, he's quoting them, and he's giving... He's giving a lot of history that, you know, I didn't know, so I was one of the morons, <laughs> um, and uh, and it was fascinating. Some of the some of the historical facts are heartbreaking, and you realize what happened because all of you know South American people, Mexican people, uh, Carib- Caribbean people, Native Americans, they're all kind of they're all connected through DNA and all this, uh, to uh, Spaniards and mm-hmm. things like So everybody is part of this Latin history. And he goes on to tell us about how, you know, Latin Americans have been in, fought in every war that this country has been a part of. That's mm-hmm. just one of the facts. And he goes on and on. Um, over the, the overall feeling is that of hilarity. It, mm-hmm. is, it is really really funny and he is he's truly talented because the night we were there there were a couple small technical glitches with music cues okay and it could have thrown somebody off but he just rolled with it yeah he rolled with it he got the audience was behind him and it was great nice Uh, i did feel bad at the end being a middle-aged white guy in the audience Mm -hmm. uh because uh, you know a lot of things that he was saying it was like man that's uh, that's an embarrassment but uh, it, w- it was terrific. So if you're not doing anything, uh, there's a show Saturday night, so tomorrow night at 8, or yeah, tomorrow night yeah. at 8 o'clock, and then there's a matinee Sunday afternoon at 2. Uh, you can go to broadwayinchicago.com to get your tickets. Latin History for Morons is definitely a three-and-a-half bow tie nice. out of four bow tie. Nice. It is uh it is really really an enjoyable theater experience. One guy on stage doing his thing and just going nonstop. And you will laugh and you will be troubled and if you are in that community you will be you will feel proud that someone is getting your message out there and 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 speaking for your people in a in a wonderful way. 
He stays in the lobby afterwards to sign books. There's a, you know, there's oh, really? always some merchandising, sure. Nice. Uh, that's how they introduce him by telling you that John will be in the lobby signing the books. The books are X amount, and you will have sure. a better life if you buy the books. So then they introduce John Leguizamo. Nice. And he comes out and he does his thing. And it's at the Cadillac Palace Theater, which is an unbelievably beautiful venue. So two more performances of Latin history for morons. Go to broadwayinchicago.com. Get your tickets Saturday night at 8, Sunday afternoon at 2. Uh, you will not be disappointed. So go do that. Three and a half bow ties out of four bow ties. That's a pretty tie. big rating. That's a nice rating. Yeah. That'll, uh, you know, the knot, the knot stays tight. Yes. It's a, it's a fine, fine, fine rating. All right, we only uh let's do this. Let's get this out of the way and then we will uh then we'll come back in about oh, I'll talk to you in about seventeen seconds. Hang on. See, I told you, seventeen seconds. Boom. We'll come back. Yeah, listen. I don't uh play along. Oh you know what? Tomorrow night about twenty uh about twenty six hours, yeah. there's gonna be a tear in the time space continuum. Mm-hmm. You've been with me before when I've had to go through this. I'm uncomfortable. Yep. I will be here tomorrow uh, when daylight saving time kicks in yeah. or ends. What is it doing? It's well, kicking it, in, right? It kicks in. Kicks in. So yeah. it says daylight uh, standard time is ending. Right. Daylight saving time. Leave off the last S yeah, for saving. For savings. Right. Uh, please don't say savings. It's not daylight savings time. Look at Ashley's puzzled. Oh no, that's what I say all the time. <laughs> Listen, oops. Uh, you're young. You you're you're uh, forgiven. You're yeah. you're a young woman. Sometimes you you know you say silly things. <laughs> I said daylight savings time until yesterday. Then I realized I'm not a young woman and I'm not allowed to say silly things. I have to. Uh, I have to. You know. You don't get the young woman pass. I unfortunately don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even realize till I just made it up that there was a young woman pass. But uh, you're welcome, young ladies. That I've uh, I've created something for you. No charge. That's just me being benevolent. It's not. There's no quid pro quo. I'm giving it to you. You can have it, or to use or not use. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to take it. I don't care. I got a big question though. What you have? You have about. 15 I see. Seconds. All right. So do you? So are you in the following camp? Do you change your clocks before you go to bed? Or do you change them after you wake up? This is going to be a fascinating question. We'll open the lines. We'll talk about it. We're going to take have a hot take on when you should uh, reset your or when you should set your clocks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to drive the phones probably for 48, 49 minutes. Uh, when do you reset your phone? Yeah, we'll talk all about daylight savings time coming up after midnight. That's twelve o'clock. That's zero 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 on your digital dial. We'll be doing all of that on the other side. Yes, well, but talk about one of the downsides of daylight saving time. The Hall and Oates bringing us back. My goodness. Hall and Oates, uh, resurgence. Uh, my daughter, who's uh, around your age, Ashley, uh, all of a sudden loving Hall and Oates. Oh, this is, she'll, she'll hear a Hall and Oates song, especially Rich Girl. She loves Rich Girl. Oh, that's Damn. a bop, she'll tell me. It's a uh, bop. It's a bop. And I'll yeah. go, what? I've been, <laughs> I've been listening to Hall and Oates for back when they were still, you know, back when they were young. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what brought it back. There were they featured in a movie? Is it on like some CW show with uh, angsty kids? I don't know. Just... They came here recently. They came last year. Did she go? I, yeah, I've seen them a couple times. They were oh, they were terrific. I love, yeah, I'm a big Holland. Oates. I had a grudge against Holland Oates for a long time uh, because my favorite Holland Oates song is Sarah Smile. Okay, favorite one. And one. Uh, when I would. Sure, it's a bop. I don't even know what that means. Dan Seals did a song called Bop. You can look that up. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, um, 
when I was in college, I went to see Hall and Oates. This was in you know their their heyday, and they did not play Sarah Smile. So I carried a grudge for years and years and years. Unbeknownst to them, they were not affected by this at all. It just ate away at me. Anytime I would hear about Hall and Oates, I I had you know the pit of my stomach. There was a ball of fury that would get reignited every time I thought of that concert where I spent I don't know I might have spent twelve fifty to get in. To get in. That's right. how old. That's how long ago it was. Because <laughs> I think Hall and Oates are both ninety, but uh, maybe Hall is a little older. Hall might really? be ninety two. Yeah. And they still travel and do shows and. Yeah, people the same do stuff. People do stuff when they're older. I actually, know, I don't know I if know. you know this. But it's you know. <laughs> to be that on their A game. I just saw the Stone. And they're all over a hundred, and they were fantastic. Mick Jagger actually is just a hologram because he At almost looks like a hologram because he's so skinny you can see through him. He's almost translucent. Um, but yeah, you can still you can still do things when you're advanced age. You know? True. Yeah. You know, sure. But yes, they were still they're still. Good. So I held this grudge, and then when I saw them last year when they were here, they did Sarah Smile, and I was forgiven. I te- I Was might have, I may have tweeted at them prior to uh, prior to the show. <laughs> if you don't play the song, yeah, well, yeah, sure. I'm and, rioting. Well, and then the police paid a visit to my house. There, there was go. a whole big thing. You know, maybe I wasn't going to be allowed in. Do I have a real ID that will get me into the venue? <laughs> it turned it turned into a whole big thing. But uh, Roger, do you are you a Hall and Oates? Do you know Hall and Oates? Immensely. They're almost they're almost getting up to old man music history territory. That's true. Yeah, Hall they and are. are almost at that level. They have they have made appearances from time to time. I'll tell really? you a quick yeah. Oh yeah. Did, I go were, back were, to nineteen forty one. Were you about to say I'm gonna tell you a quick story? Quick story. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> go ahead. So uh, our daughter was born. We were in Las Vegas. Our daughter was born and uh, uh at the last minute, we had already decided on a name, Rosemary. Okay. And at the last minute, right like from, after she was born, uh, Rosemary, like from the Dick Van Dyke show, Rosemary? Uh, separate name, separate Rose, and then middle name Marie. Okay. And those were the name we had gone through a checklist of names, boy, girl, and we had come up with the combination. I wouldn't call anybody boy, girl. That's, that's well, weird. names for boy. Oh, names, names for, for a girl. I see. Okay. Okay. I see. And we had done this over weeks. We had. I still have the list at home, actually. By the way, thank you for just uh, blowing over that joke. Not even. Not even taking a second for it to breathe. But go ahead. <laughs> go on. So. Just after uh, our daughter was born, Bridget says, I want her name to be Sarah. Oh. With an H. Right. Because Sarah's smile is no yes. H. Yes. That's just S-A-R-A. So I get all done with everything. Uh, Bridget's back in her room resting. Sarah is resting. My parents who were visiting were back at their place. It was a long day and night. <laughs> I go back home to start calling relatives and friends and let them know the good news. I turned the radio on. What was playing? Sarah Smile? Boom. Really? Yep. Hmm. So now that's our song. I love that song. Yeah. Great song. But this is the one. Is the FCC going to crack down on me? Yeah. It sounds like a long concert recording, like out in the- this is Well, this is a live recording from 77. Wow, that's the audio from 77. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a bop, according to the... According to the Leo. What does that mean, actually? What, what is that? I, you can bop to you it? You can bop to I, what it. Is, yeah, I, it's a bop. Dance. You can, I, see, but l- listen. Let's be honest, Roger. You and I... We that, have no that's idea. A, no, that is, an old, that is an old term. Yeah, it is. That is an yeah. old, old term. At the hop, you can bop till you drop it. At the hop, 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 and hop. 
So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go to the hop. Let's go to the hop. You can yes. bop till let's you go, drop at go. the hop. <laughs> that's the li- that's the the, the <laughs> lyric. I'm not kidding. All right. You can bop. Uh, look it up. You can don't bop you, till you drop at the hop. Don't yell at me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting excited. You I are, do that you when are I, I know. Way, you are yeah, I know. out of line, my friend. <laughs> you are out of line. Oh, my God. Let's go to the hop. This is... Now, this is now, Bop. Is this is the song Bop by Dan Seals. Oh, okay. So it, it's all about an old guy who's going to a, going to a sock hop. He's getting all duded up. <laughs> he's, go in, he's looking at pictures of himself when he was a young kid and his when he was a greaser. Yeah, so this is a bop. So that's when I hear bop, that's what I think of it. It makes absolutely no sense. Or bop my, I don't know. But it, it, that's what the kids are saying anyway. But, uh, Paul <laughs> and Oates is a bop. Well, yeah, listen, I'm, a, I don't, I'm not a kid and I don't say bop. I, you know what I say? Hey, that's a good song. It's a jam. That's what, no, I don't even it's say jam because I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not working at some top forty station <laughs> in 1978. Um, you or know. you could be on American Bandstand. It's got a good beat, and you could dance to it. Right, but again, yeah. When was American Bandstand on? <laughs> 50s, 60s, and early 70s. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know how old uh, Dick Clark did it. Se- was... Late into the 70s, I think, before right. he finally said, "I've had enough. I'm done bopping." Right. You can only put Clearasil on, and you know, <laughs> try to introduce the uh, you know the the OJ's for yeah. so long, and then you got to go. All right, it's got a great beat, and I can dance to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's I don't need. Uh, how did we get on this? How did we get on the bop? Oh, Hall and Oates. Yeah. Because see, it all started with Ashley's pick for bump music. Yeah. That's all. It, it, blame her. I had stuff. No, I don't blame. <laughs> I needed a drink of water. I got all worked up. You got up. all worked up. Yelling at Roger. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm anticipating Roger's big uh, phone question. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. When do you set your clocks? You set it before or after? <laughs> when you go to bed tomorrow night, your clock's already set ahead of it. Of course, you got it. <laughs> The phones have been blowing up. I, oh, I man, everything's blowing up. Away. But unfortunately, all the equipment's been blowing up tonight, so we don't really know what's going on. Thank God our crack engineer, Dan, uh, Dangerous Dan Long, is here, yeah. who's overseeing overseeing the troubleshooting because, again, I, I cop to operator error when uh-huh. it happens. This is not operator error. This is uh, something even goofier. You got ghosts in the machine. I would just blame myself if I was sitting here, but I can't even do that. I was over by the thermostat. <laughs> I blame you for not sitting there. I know. Maybe true. it happened because Maybe you were yeah. negligent in your task. Right. Had was, you been overseeing the board as you're supposed to. I was too busy managing the air yeah. in the room. Yeah. Well, when is your comfort of any importance to me? I know. Your, your comfort means nothing. We're doing a broadcast here. Uh, so you need, to, you need to stay focused on the priority. <laughs> Bringing me in treats. And, uh, I gotta bring you more coffee. No, oh, stop! That was stop it. That was you knew the coffee had already started. It was, but I, you know, Plyer needed me. It's true. He, he did, did need he, you. Oh, I don't know if he needed me. He asked me to come in, so I, you know, I went in. All right. Tomorrow, daylight saving time starts. Because now, well, yeah, tomorrow. Because now it's technically Saturday, right. and it starts at two a.m. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So two a.m. Sunday then becomes one a.m. Sunday. Which is weird. Uh, I'm I'm always uncomfortable, and because tomorrow night I start at two, I don't know if I start at two or if I start at one. Um, so I, I may just stay. I may just stay here all day because I'm not sure exactly when when the show begins. What? That's wrong. Oh Says so two gosh. o'clock. Yeah, but two o'clock is one o'clock. So right. who's going to do that hour? You. <laughs> I guess. 
So I guess I'm starting at 1 o'clock. Right. That's the thing, because I could go, hey, I was on the schedule at 2. Yeah. I just have dead air for an hour. Uh-huh. And who would Wait, know? no, you can't do that. I couldn't? Not dead air for an hour? All right. Uh, Roger, no. you can do it. What, do dead air for an hour? Sure I can. <laughs> sure you can. Yeah, of course you can. Have you ever listened to him tell a story? Uh, I don't know if you know this. His daughter was almost named Sarah Smile. <laughs> that would have been a bop right there. That bopped him right in the head. Uh, so Roger, Roger very brings all oh, brings up the question, uh, the the question that's on the uh, tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah. Holy cow! Uh, oh, Dick Clark hosted American Bandstand from 1956 to 1989. What? 1989? Who was he bringing In on syndication? I don't know, Roger. I'm not a pro a TV programmer. Oh my gosh! I'm just a guy who remembers, you know. I remember Dick Clark or American Bandstand on Saturday, like late mornings, because mm-hmm. I would, you know, be a little kid in my jammies and watching cartoons, and that's when I knew it was time, TV time was over when Dick Clark came on with the American Bandstand. Yeah, because I didn't want to listen to any boogie woogie or rock and roll or see kids bopping. <laughs> I get out of there. Uh, that was it. I knew. Wow. Sure, I had, listen. I had been watching Hong Kong Fooey and the Super Friends, mm-hmm. and uh, eating way too sugary cereal. I was ready. I was done. <laughs> I was ready to go on and do what I had to do. I wasn't. I wasn't about to sit there and watch some old man stand behind a podium and uh, what did they rate the records? They had. They had all different. He had to kind go to a things. different set for the rate the records. Yeah, yeah. There was, but there was a rate the records. Oh yeah. Right? yeah oh yeah. 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 There's a whole the whole thing. Yeah. And then he would introduce bands, mm-hmm. and the bands would come out and lip sync and do whatever, and kids right. would dance to it. Right. And he would introduce them by going out and sitting on the uh, stands yes. with all the dancers, the kids. Sure, he'd be yeah, yeah. he'd be with the kids because Dick Clark was America's oldest teenager. Yeah, that's right. That was his, uh, yeah. that was his thing. Um, and then we all know Dick Clark did Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve and all that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right. What are we talking about? Sunday <laughs> time change. I know time. Change. I, I, I know Roger. I know. I know. I'm just gonna put my head down and take a nap. Um, so we might as well throw out your question, or we'll, yeah. we'll debate your question right, right. now. We'll repeat your question. All right. Do you change your clocks before you go to bed on Saturday night, Sunday morning, or do you change the clocks when you wake up Sunday? That's none of your business. <laughs> so we'll talk. All right. There's the question. You want to weigh in? Jump in. Yeah. 312-981-7200. The hot burning questions. We'll talk about that. And what, oh, what the bad thing about daylight saving time. We'll do it. I promise. We'll do it after this. Bop or no bop? Total bop. Total bop. <laughs> I know this song. Why am I? Why can't I? You know uh, it. It's bop. Uh, ELO. ELO. That's it. There you go. ELO. Another band that is making Jeff Lynne's making a huge comeback with the youngsters. He's out there. He's out there doing concerts. Uh, all right. So. Uh, Time Mag- Roger has Roger has put out a question. This is because uh, we're going to talk. We're talking about daylight saving time starting tomorrow. And Roger said, "When do you set your clocks?" Because Roger now uh, working for a, uh, a radio prep service, saying, "Hey man, hey man, uh, don't be jive. You got these are the kind of topics. So, to light up the phones. So, uh, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Do you do you set your clocks before you go to bed or when you wake up? I don't know. But Timex wants to jump in. Yeah, Timex." Oh, yeah, I've been waiting all year for this question. I've been on hold since last year. For and we question. appreciate your patience. I, I've lost time of what time it is. Um, so you asked the question, what happens if you go to bed after 
we're supposed to turn the clocks back. Do you do them when you wake up, you said? Well, that's that's Roger's question. What do you do? You know, I'm sure Roger is dying to tell us when he sets all his clocks. He's going to go room by room, clock by clock, uh, not leaving out, of course, his car clock and all all the others. But uh, yeah, I know. I know. Tomorrow, for my own personal uh, story, I will be going to bed well after the time change happens. So. Well. I will in our t- house, you do it before you go to bed. Yes, I, w- I would agree with that, Timex, completely. Uh, and also, tomorrow, I, old-time radio gets an extra hour. You start at 2 o'clock. Old-time radio gets an extra hour. Well, I start at 2, but 2 is 1. That's right. So, technically, old-time radio is not over us until 2. I uh, I spoke to Carl and Lisa this week, and they are not buying into that plan. <laughs> they, well, maybe uh, we could split it thirty and thirty. They are saying that uh, they are walking out at one fifty nine fifty nine, and then when the clock goes back to one, they're gone. So, uh, well, and I turn back the whole day is what I do. Do you, do you really? It's easier. All right. Then you don't have to mess with the clock. I think that's great. And then you can go trick-or-treating again, just like some of these uh, soft suburbs that are letting people yeah, trick-or-treat again. When I was a kid, if it snowed, you went out trick-or-treating. Exactly. Timex, thank you for the call. And again, thank you for your patience. We look forward to speaking to you again next year on the eve of Daylight Saving Time. Take care. Uh, Roger? Yeah. Do you want to tell us when? Do you want to answer your own question? Yeah, before you go to bed. <laughs> sure, before you go to bed, of course. Before you go to bed, I so that when you wake what, up, yes. you see the correct time. Right. What kind of savage does it? Before, a you lot know, of people, after they wake up, a lot of people will be out sun, uh, Saturday night, and they get home and they you forget do it to before turn. Before you go to bed, but they may forget. Well, they may then, be inebriated to the point where they forgot, or they may be so tired, or or somebody who was charged with turning it back forgot. I'm going to say two words to that answer. Yeah. Boo and who? <laughs> I'm too tired to turn back my clock. Shut up. I'm, I <laughs> bet that, you there are a lot of people no. who wake up Sunday and they will go, oh my gosh, I forgot the, the new right, time. And, and those people are and late, I'm late for everything. Yes. Yeah, I, every year. I, I, every I year. hear this uh, yeah. weak, weak sauce. That's mm-hmm. what that excuse is. Weak, weak sauce. sauce. I like that. Go to bed. Go, set your clocks before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Or at least set your alarm clock. Do people even use alarm clocks anymore? I know I, I do. do. Yeah, I've got them. I, I don't use them. I, Plus, if well, you're sure, using smartphones, they go back. They yeah, change your phone automatically. Does it all by itself. Right. Uh, the car you have to do most. Well, my car I have to do by myself because right. I have Mine an Etzel, and it's uh, not really a clock. It's just I've, I've tacked a Timex watch to the dashboard. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's that's I got to do that in the car. Yeah. Um, How many in the house? I I don't know. You got to do the microwave, the oven. The, the the TVs do themselves. An That's alarm right. clock, yeah. two alarm clocks in my room, mm-hmm. uh, a couple other clocks here and there, to and fro. I don't know. All right. I, I, I set them up. So you'll be busy before you come in? Here's the All deal. Right. Yeah. It's 2019. <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that hard. Right. Set your clock. The, the hard part is getting used to it. Mm-hmm. And because daylight saving time, because, you know, you're taking... Yes, you get a, some hour, uh, some uh, light, more light time in the morning, but then it's getting dark early. Then people start suffering from this seasonal affective disorder, yeah. where they're you know because they're not exposed to light, so they're feeling sad. And they say the experts say it's it's horrible because they sold us a bill of goods that oh well you're getting more light in the daytime and that's good but people who are suffering from the seasonal affective disorder have trouble getting out of bed so unfortunately the time where they're getting more light is the time that they don't even want to get out of bed 
And so then when they do get up, it's darker earlier and it just keeps feeding on itself. So they say you can, you know, you could get one of those lights. I don't know if you've ever seen the those. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, the light boxes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They say the bigger the better. So get a giant light box and just shine it on yourself. But they also say you should just get outside, get outside, walk around for a little bit. Yeah. If you walk outside in the morning for or the afternoon and it's sunny, that that bit of light. If you just walk around for a, a little bit, it's gonna it's gonna help boost your mood. And then you augment that with uh, you augment that with a light box. And then maybe you do. They say you do some cognitive therapy. To figure out some coping mechanisms so you can get your brain prepared. Mm-hmm. And you go, listen, it's going to be darker earlier for a while, so i gotta, I, I got to get ready for this mm-hmm. so I don't lapse into uh, you know, my seasonal disorder. And I know it's a real thing because most... Listen, who gets excited that it's dark at 4 o'clock? Yeah, nobody. Not me. No. And I'm longing for the sun. Yes, and if you're you know if you're like most people, you're inside working all day. You don't you don't really get to be outside. Maybe you can run outside for a little bit at lunch, or to, I don't know if you take a smoke break, whatever it is to get you outside. But then if you work in the city, a lot of times the sun's blocked out by the buildings. When you get into the winter, it's cloudy a lot of days. So you gotta you know it's a real it's a legit thing. I'm not making fun of the disorder. No, you just, not at all. You gotta get out and uh, you gotta do do a few things. Don't just lay in bed. And I know that's horrible advice if I was talking to someone with other kinds of depression. But for this kind, it can be helped by just getting out into the sun a little bit. Yeah, and getting up, doing stuff, try to get into a nice routine and, and look past it. Because in how many months? Four months? I don't know. Uh, four or five months, uh, you're going to be uh, complaining that uh, that we didn't have a spring. <laughs> you know, you're going to be complaining about something in five months. Well, listen, I complained yesterday morning when I woke up and walked... Uh, Open the open the, the, the blinds and the on the sliding door and saw all the snow. <laughs> yeah, I, well, complained or let loose a string of obscenities. Either way, okay. I was not a happy man uh, yesterday as I stood there, <laughs> stood there in my footy pajamas, <laughs> cursing the heavens, shaking my fists. Uh, it was just awful. This was the first year I got caught uh, where I haven't put the uh, I haven't put the patio stuff away yet. Because oh, I didn't no. think it was going to snow. Yeah. So now it's snowed. Now I got to wait till you know the snow melts and it dries. I think I think a lot of people got caught like this. You know, we saw a lot of pictures of patios yesterday and decks. Yeah. People going, oh man, uncovered. Well, they, they yeah. didn't have the sheet covered. You know, to cover the uh, right the patios I, and listen, stuff. I've yeah. got I've got all the covers. I just yeah. that was it. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's, Boy, I tell you, living in a area with four seasons, it's tough. <laughs> i already started yesterday yeah uh i went to take the garbage out into the alley yeah. and the the garbage can lid was frozen oh s- no shut and there was like three inches of snow on top yeah and i let out my first i don't want to live here anymore <laughs> uh, so i've got about six months of saying that yeah. non-stop to debbie i don't want to live here anymore i don't want to live here anymore i've put up with too many winters i'm, I'm soft that's right you can say it text yeah. it in i don't care I don't care what happens. Hey, I, Brian. Yeah. You're soft. Don't, you, I don't think you can say that. I can't, I no. I, th- I can't, no. I don't think you're... Yeah, nah, but, uh, not with that winter coat I got. No, that's all right. Listen, on the other side of the news, we're going to have some fun, like we haven't been having fun already. Uh, some senior citizens getting a little randy, uh, big food news, and America is becoming great again. We've got a lot to get to before 1 o'clock, so we'll uh, we'll start. And then, is Matt Bubala here tonight? Is he coming I in I believe he is. We think he's coming in? Yep. All right, 
guys, you know, questionable work ethic. We'll find out. Uh, we'll see if Matt actually comes in tonight, but uh, that'll be fun. So we'll talk to Matt at 1 o'clock, too. All right, let's do this because it is time for Roger Battis. Let's go to the newsroom. Crocodile Rock, Bop or Not. We went to an 8-1-7-200. Bop. Another bop? Are there any current... What is a current song that would be considered a bop? Because you're going back to, like, uh, music from my day, back when I used to play it on the Victrola, um, <laughs> Ashley, but I, I'm wondering if there's... Uh, are there any current bops? There are a bunch, but uh, I like to say... I don't want to say this because I don't want to offend anybody, but I say... Offend, uh, then I I'll say, say it. I say that I'm an old soul. Okay. So I like listening to older music. So you like classic rock I more do. than... Uh, what about Lizzo? Do you, do you listen to Lizzo? I can get down with Lizzo. I don't know anything about Lizzo. She's only- a bop. <laughs> I had never heard of Lizzo, and now everywhere I turn, it's Lizzo. And I... You know, that's neither good nor bad. It's just a fact because uh, my musical taste ended at about 1986. You know what? Same. Really? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't understand people. That's that's clear on a number of uh, things. I don't understand why we almost buy into the hype. And uh, now people are heralding the news that the hype is back. Yes, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is officially coming back. The sold-out Popeye's... Did anyone here have one of these uh, Popeye's chicken sandwiches that in August were the uh, the the be-all, end-all of the food industry? Mm, no, nope, you, You're not. You had one, Ashley? I have. How, now... Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. Here's my here's my uh, perception of this chicken sandwich. It's a chicken breast that's fried. It's got the crispy batter, kind of spicy, and it's on a brioche type bun. Mm-hmm. And you get it at a fast food chicken joint. You got so it. So it comes in foil. So by the time you eat it, it's a little steamed. It's steamed yep. a little soft, right? Maybe some lettuce and tomato on there. It's all the rage. <laughs> That's what I hear. It was sold out everywhere. People waited in line for hours. And to those people, I say, good God, get a life. It's, um, it's, it is good, but, you know, it's just like your McDonald's chicken sandwich, your Wendy's chicken sandwich. How good can a chicken sandwich be? It's, it's a, good. it's a fried chicken sandwich. Sure, it might be good, but. Did I wait an hour? No. Would Did you I have wa- to wait an hour? close to it i waited you, with a friend you waited with a friend for almost an hour for a chicken sandwich uh-huh. for a chicken sandwich she really wanted to get one she never had one i was sitting there never had one so i was like i'll go with oh you we God. went it was roughly about 43 minute wait we got a chicken sandwich and you know what it was worth it could you wait that long you 43 eat- 43 minutes doesn't sound roughly that is hyper specific <laughs> it was a 43 minute 28 second wait roughly Really? Where did the rough part come in? Because it sounds like you were running a stopwatch on these poor Popeyes people. Let's go! Fire up the oil! Plus, what are you going to say after 43 minutes of waiting for a chicken sandwich? If you say, oh, that's I wasted my time, no, you're not going to admit you wasted your time. You're going to say it was delicious. Nobody's going to say, I've had chicken sandwiches everywhere, and this was... Now, listen, that's not to say that I don't enjoy Popeyes. Right. I like Popeyes quite a bit. Uh, I haven't had it in a while, but their spicy chicken is top top of the fried chicken. Uh, really, fast, their their spicy fried chicken is phenomenal. Oh. Their dirty rice is really good. They got a nice biscuit. Uh, yeah, they do they do a nice job at Popeyes. I'll I'll give you another recommendation. Yeah, Budlong. Pass. What? Budlong. <laughs> Budlong. Budlong hot chicken. 
in Chicago, several outlets. Uh, <laughs> excellent. excellent. Is that Nashville-style hot chicken? I believe it is. All right. Yeah. Well, this is New Orleans-style. So you know I'm... Uh, yeah, you were New very Orleans preferential in Pope, New Orleans. Pope, I started in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. And they say, and I know nobody's going to believe this because I don't quite believe it myself. What? Um, everybody I know from Molly, who went to school at Tulane, mm-hmm. uh, to friends of mine who have done it, if you eat Popeye's in New Orleans, it tastes different. What? They say it tastes it tastes better in New Orleans. I don't know if it's like eating, if you go to uh, Uno or Douay's here for pizza, uh-huh. and then you eat at one of the franchise locations, not nearly as good. Maybe that's what it is if you're eating, you know. Again, I don't right. know. I don't quite believe it, but that's the word on the street. Well, anyway, mm. Popeye's put out a press release today, and all it said was, I'm back. So the sandwich is coming back. It uh, started in August. They got in a battle with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, who made the news again, uh, because they tweeted something today about uh, National Chicken Sandwich Day, which is on a Sunday. Oh, Chick-fil-A, no. not open on Sunday. Dope. Because they're, <laughs> you know, rather than frying chicken, they're in mm-hmm. church. So good for them. Uh, but they, yeah, they tweeted out that they they tweeted out that they're uh, come celebrate National Chicken Sandwich Day. They're like the uh, trick or treaters of National Chicken Day. They're going to do it a day later when when the weather's a little <laughs> less, you know, when there's a little less hellfire. They're going to fire that up. So yeah, now have you had a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich? Because that was the big debate: which is better, Chick Fil A or Popeyes? And I have had a Chick Fil A sandwich back in the day uh, before I decided, you know. Yeah. Wasn't really my thing. Yeah, I've I've had one and uh, I like it, but you know, if I'm driving down the street and I see a Popeyes and then I see a Chick Fil A, I'm choosing Popeyes. I'm wondering three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. What's the last hype you you bought into? Because this was this was a thing. You saw people. There was footage of people buying the sandwich, walking outside and trying to sell the sandwich, and oh, people geez. were buying those sandwiches again. Friends, it's a chicken sandwich. It doesn't mean it's not a good chicken sandwich. Yeah. But it's a chicken sandwich. And guess what? Popeye's is a corporation. Well, Popeye's is owned by a corporation. They want to make money. So they built up this hype. They didn't have enough chicken sandwiches. They started telling people to bring their own bun and make your own chicken sandwich at Popeye's. And then they made you wait. And guess what? Now you can buy the chicken sandwich again. It's okay. It's going to be on the menu permanently. So mission accomplished. So guess what? Now if I want one of these sandwiches in another couple of weeks, I just zip right through and get one. And, you know, you and your sore feet from standing in line for <laughs> roughly 43 minutes and 27 seconds, you had to endure all of that, and I get the same sandwich in my car in a minute and a half. Yes, but you can thank me for waiting the 43 minutes, because now you can have it whenever you want, because I'm one of the people that show the demand for the sandwich. Well, here's the, uh, here's, I'm going to pass on that thanks, if you don't mind. I'm going to, I'm going to give that a soft no. And I'm going to say, even if, even if you had just, you know, a couple days later, just gone, even if they had sold out in a day more, two days more, they still would have brought it back. It's called long-range business planning. They knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Create a shortage. It's business 101, Roger, and you know I have a uh, I know. a master's degree yes, in, in spouting off. Yes. So it's uh, that's what I'm finding. 
So that's it. So the sandwiches, uh, the sandwiches coming back. They're saying now, hey, wait a minute, because it's not coming out till Sunday, November third. So people are all all crazy. So they're saying, hey, we're gonna make you wait again, but you should try our voodoo tenders in the meantime. Those are new too. Try try a voodoo tender. I don't know. No voodoo thanks. Pass. Yeah, it's a chicken tender topped with some sort of sauce. Okay. A voodoo sauce. Voodoo sauce. Yeah. So I'm going to eat those tenders, and hopefully, someone I hate will die. That's that's how. <laughs> Do you have I'm, to stick pins in them first? Yes. No. You just the, the sauce. The sauce conjures up everything. Oh, I get you. It starts to burn. Sticky condiments yeah. will always act as a conduit for ill will. Uh, whether it's barbecue sauce, if I'm eating, you know, if I'm eating somewhere in the Carolinas, and I wish someone ill, I'm going to cover myself. Slightly Lather myself, if you will, in sauce, mm. and uh, that will do that. I promised uh, promised you that uh, we would make America great again. I promised you that I would tell you how we made America great again. You may think, oh, was it some sort of uh, policy? Is it uh, economic policy? Perhaps an immigration policy? Is it uh, you know? Is it, is it something for infrastructure, education? Is it the fact that the teachers aren't on strike? No, not at all. Don't be ridiculous. It's because for the first time ever, an American cheese has won the best in the world. Not American cheese, the orange slices, but a cheese from the U.S. of A. has been crowned the best cheese in the world. Which is going to beg the question, uh, if it's something, something you love that other people completely hate. Because this cheese is a very polarizing, especially in my house. The cheese that won the world's top cheese was a Rogue Blue River blue cheese. Do you like blue cheese, Ashley? Uh-uh. See? That's the same face my wife and daughter make. You Ron- like blue cheese? I loved blue cheese since I was a uh. child. When they brought in those bacon-wrapped blue cheese stuffed dates, I had, to, I had to hold myself back from eating them all. I love blue cheese with... Uh, the same burning fury that I had toward Hall and Oates for slighting me on Sarah Smile back in 1985, I have as a passion for blue cheese. Wow! I I I love it, love it. Roger, blue cheese, yay or nay? What say nay. you? Wow! See, people with uh, never acquired the taste. Really? Yeah. We this is well. We rarely had it in the house. I I, I think the only time <laughs> no. I think the only time we had it is if company was coming over and out on the cheese tray. Mom cheese. put out some blue cheese. Put out the fancy cheese. Yeah. The company's coming over. <laughs> Come on now, get us a wedge of the fancy cheese. Yeah. I've been eating blue cheese since I was a little kid. Huh? So much so, and this is a true story. When I was in first grade, I used to take blue cheese and crackers for lunch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My teacher. Who is now dead, so I can say her name. Well, maybe I won't say her name. She passed on. Uh, I had nothing to do with it, for the record. <laughs> it was, I didn't have any voodoo tenders. There was nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> no nothing lathering to do. of any No, sort. I didn't slather any sauces on myself. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't wish her ill. Um, we're having... So I would bring blue cheese and crackers in my lunch. Now, my brothers all like blue cheese, too. All five of us are blue cheese aficionados. Been eating it forever. Always had it in the to the point where I'll get to the first grade. But when we would go visit uh, my grandpa, back my dad's father, um, my dad's aunt lived lived with them, and she would always have gone to the Jewel beforehand and gotten a little plastic tub of Treasure Island crumbled blue cheese. 
so that it was there for us when we came over. And then we would either eat some there with crackers or she'd give us the, the blue cheese to take home. So first grade, I'm bringing blue cheese and crackers to lunch, and it comes to this time of year. In the first grade classes, we're all having a big uh, Thanksgiving meal. We were gonna All the classes were going to get together and do a Thanksgiving meal. And the teacher called my mom and told her not to let me bring the blue cheese for lunch because it smelled, she didn't like the smell, she didn't want any part of it, and she didn't want it in the classroom. So I was my meal was ostracized, and I was shunned in first grade. That just that seems wrong. Seems a little traumatizing. I'm shocked you still like it, to be honest. I love it. I ate it more. It, it was one of those things where, oh, really? I can't bring it? Well, then let's get some more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy. But see, nobody else, my wife doesn't like it, my daughter doesn't like it, um, my fam, my brothers all like it. My mom and dad liked it, but I don't know. There's a lot of people who don't. My parents like it. Do they? My brother and I don't like really? it. Really? What is it about it you don't like? The maybe blueness? It's, it's, maybe that, just kind of a little off-putting looking. Sure, wide. it looks a little moldy, yeah. Right? Or, you know, maybe it's the, there's like that slight smell of just that off-putting. It's strong. Right? You it's know a strong I mean? cheese. I get it. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. You're a lot of people. A lot of people that way. That's why you know there's things that you love that everybody else hates, and you feel weird. Well, this blue cheese, I got to get some, but I don't think I have the money for it. It sounds very expensive. Uh, it's an organic blue cheese produced by Rogue Creamery of Central Point, Oregon. Uh, Rogue River Blue beat a record-breaking 3,804 entries from 42 countries. Um, to win the award, the contest was held in Italy this year in mid-October. Some 260 judges from 35 different countries judged the cheese, narrowing the list down to a final 16. Then an international super jury. Who knew? Who knew an international super jury uh, judged it? That's right. Well, it sounds you're, like super fun. You're back now, Roger? I saw you <laughs> yeah. having a conversation. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm Second here, place yeah. was an Italian cheese, a 24-month-aged Nazionale del Parmigiano Reggiano Letteria Social Santo Stefano. It's easier for you. Pretty good, say. huh? Yeah, not I'm not going to try to read the Spanish uh, raw used milk cheese that came in third, because that's literally a line and a half of <laughs> type, all in <laughs> Spanish, with uh, initials and uh, all kinds of things, so... There you go. But the uh, Parmigiano Reggiano. That came in second. That's a, I like a I nice love, Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh yeah, it's a good cheese. So this Rogue River, uh, it sounds it sounds good, but again, it sounds kind of pricey. Seventy five dollars for a quarter wheel when purchased directly from the creamery. You can get it sometimes at Whole Foods and different things. And there, who knew there was an artisan cheese revolution going on in this country? I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I had no idea. No idea. So that's it. Uh, let's see. Popeye. Oh, people weighing in on the Popeyes. Uh-oh. Uh Somebody's enjoying the show in Columbus, Ohio. We like that. Thank you, yeah. Sam. Uh, everybody's enjoying that. Let's see. Uh, if somebody, somebody take a little umbrage, and that's okay. Yes, I have to get a life, but that's beside the point. Popeye's chicken sandwich is by far much tastier than the other fast food chicken sandwiches. And I can't wait to try one. Now that they're back permanently, and <laughs> I don't have to camp out. It's like the people who sleep outside when a Krispy Kreme is opening. Oh, yeah. Or they uh-huh. stand in line for Chick-fil-A. Or, I don't know, are there other things that uh, draw that kind of oh, attention? Oh, the McRib. Oh, the but McRib. But they don't stand in line, but... but- 
there's a um, there's a cult. McRib has yeah, a cult. Yeah, it does. You know, the last time I had a McRib, the first time it came out. Yeah, on uh, what's the name of the strip in Carbondale? What's that street? Main on Main Street? No, the, you no. know, whatever the street is, thirteen, whatever they call it. Yeah, hundred yeah. thirteen. There yeah. was the there was the McDonald's that used to be up on the hill right off campus. Yeah, yeah, just off campus. Just off right. campus. Right. That was the last time I had a McRib. Oh wow! So the first time they because they were like you could get them for like two for two bucks. That's not bad. Nothing says hey yeah. I'm wandering home from the bars. You know, I either have a dollar for the bagel man or I have two dollars to get two McRibs. That's the last time I had a McRib sandwich. Wow. But I know there are people who get, they cannot wait. But but McRib comes out, they know it's a certain window for a set mm-hmm. amount of time. Right. There's not really people who are They're not camping waiting in out. Line. No. You know, no. nobody's, nobody's standing in line no. four hours to get a McRib. I think the only person I know who is infatuated with the McRib sandwich is your buddy. I, I think you know him, Vince Morano. I do know Vince. Yeah. I know he Vince very well. Posts He's posts. He's weird Every about it. McRib he eats while they're available. Yes, he he tries to break a record, and every year yeah. he does different posts. So yeah, he's the only one I know who is uh, infatuated that way with the McRib. I know a lot of people like it, but I don't know anyone who has the passion for it that he does. Again, I don't yeah. know. Oh yeah, the, I, it's, the guy from Columbus is right. Yes, it's the end of daylight saving time. Correct. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I will. Uh, yeah, Roger, you're the newsman. I'm the newsman. I should know. Yeah. Should know. I should know. You this. should know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Look that. Up. Uh, I'm looking it up right here. So daylight saving time began uh, March 10th. Yes. Right, okay. so, so it is now is the end ending. Of daylight saving right. time. All right. Daylight are, saving time. Thank you, Sam. You are correct. Yep. Appreciate that. Giving us a heads up. Right. I don't know what would have happened. So now we're in standard. We'll be in. Standard, standard time. time. All right. right, Mark wants to weigh in on this chicken okay. sandwich. Oh uh, gosh, uh, hype and uh, nuttiness. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I I feel maybe I'm missing out. Uh, I've got FOMO because I haven't had one of these Popeyes chicken sandwiches. I guess. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put it to you this way. Uh, I tried it before I knew that there was a hype around it. Okay. I didn't know that there was hype. I tried it. I loved it, and I went back for a solid week. Really? To get a chicken sandwich every night, right. solid week. It what was is the it? greatest thing. What is it about this sandwich that drove you so insane? You know what? I, I can't even tell you. I don't even know. I don't know if it was the bun, the meat. Well, one thing is I thought it was going to be small, because if you look at it on the menu board, it looks small. Right. And then this thing is huge. The sandwich is huge. Okay. Uh, it tastes great. It's seasoned just right. The bun is not just a regular fast food bun. It it was fantastic. I only knew that there was hype around it when uh, one of my coworkers asked me about it, and he said the internet's blowing up about it. I said, "Really?" So here's the thing, though. I think that this thing, the hype, kind of backfired because now that I've been waiting all this time, I'm no longer interested in the Popeyes chicken sandwich uh-huh. at all. All right. I think it backfired. <laughs> They've ruined it for so, you. So you went from eating one you. a day for a week to now not wanting one at all. I I don't want it at all. But I would suggest that you try it so you right. can decide for yourself. It, it is a great sandwich, but I think they ruined it for me. It was just ridiculous that they had it and ran out, and now I don't want it at all. Well, yeah, it backfired for you. I don't think it backfired for the rest of the nation. But uh, I am Mark, thank you for the call. I am going to try one. But again, I was ne- there was no chance I was going to stand in line for 
43 odd minutes to to <laughs> to get a sandwich or buy one from some uh, you know ne'er do well on the street corner who's trying to sell me some bootleg Popeye's chicken sandwich that doesn't that doesn't make sense you know there's not there's no food that I would that I would do that for no food at all not no blue cheese no I could get blue cheese anywhere <laughs> anytime you know if I got a couple bucks in my pocket I got blue cheese that's all you know, there's always there's always something else to eat, and if I'm really jonesing it for a chicken sandwich that much, I'm never I'm never planning my meals that far ahead. Where you know what, I'm going to be hungry in six hours. I'm going to get in line now for a chicken sandwich. That's what I'm going to do because I have a feeling that by you know you know I just had lunch, but I'm going to want dinner. Okay, so I might as well stand in line now. Yeah, because it's twelve thirty, and I like to eat my dinner about six thirty. And by the time I get to the front of this line, uh, I'm either going to get the chicken sandwich that I waited for, or I'm going to get crushing news that there is no chicken sandwich, oh. and then I'm going to have to you know leave because suddenly you ever you know you got your mouth uh, your taste buds are watering for one thing, and then they tell you they don't have it. It's almost like you just want to leave. That's happened to you, right? You go into a oh, restaurant, sure. your favorite restaurant, you know exactly what you want, right? And they go, "It's 86th. We don't have any more." Yeah. What? Ah. Uh. And, and then nothing else on the menu will then suffice. Then I don't want anything. Yeah. I just want to burn the place to the ground. <laughs> it's look- always the one thing you want, too. You right. Yes, it's of course. It's always the thing that you want the most. Sure, because if it's the thing somebody else wants, I don't care. Because yeah, so it's, it's all about me. Yeah, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm here for the eggplant. You know, you wanted something else. Oh, well, boo-hoo. Uh, are you eating or not? Or are you going to wait in the car till I'm done? Those are your <laughs> options. Get something to eat or go sit in the car. I'll be out in about an hour and a half. <laughs> Because now that I'm dining alone, I'm going to take my time. No need to rush. Let's do this, and then we will see. I, the rumor is Matt Bubala is coming in. Yes, he's in. He's in. He's yes, in to he do a in. show. All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully we will. Uh, we will talk to Matt and see what he'll be doing for the next. Uh, he's up four hours, right? He's on until five. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a long shift. Oh my goodness. We'll find out. What just he's like doing. your four hours on Sunday. Don't tell me about that. I don't want to <laughs> think about it. I'm just uh, you know I, I'm I'm in the home stretch of this one. I don't want to think about the next one we got a lot to do. Well, thanks for listening and being part of the program tonight. I will talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock, 2 a.m., or is it 1 a.m.? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you get the extra, the crazy I get the extra crazy uh, hour. Look at you. And it starts yeah, right Plyer when Yeah, refuses right when to work that shift, I believe. He's like all freaked out by the whole clock thing, yeah. like he's going to slip through a time warp thing. I so liked it better, like back in the old days when I did that shift, we would start earlier, so it happened in the middle of the show. Oh, that's this right. starting right at the... You start at, at 2 a.m., yeah, which becomes 1 a.m. 1 a.m., so I start at 1. But does that mean I start at midnight? Or does that mean I start Thursday? See, that's why player refuses I don't, to work I don't blame him. It's crazy. What do you got coming up? Uh, David Susi, an accident investigator who does a lot of reporting for CNN, will talk to us latest about the 30, 737 MAX, the 737 MAX, and when it will be flying again and what that means for Boeing. And we've got lots of more fun things to do throughout the next four hours. Sounds good. All right, thanks.